0: Feeling it. Let's do it. Moose Cross sings Red Hot Dogs, Missing Persons, in Salty Bugs. Up to camp with Stephen King. River Curses, Wesley sings Homegrown Horror! Bonus episode. A birthday,
1: a very self-indulgent birthday bonus episode. An incredible,
0: they all are <laughs> an incredibly <laughs> self-indulgent birthday episode. This is an extra bonus episode that you get, listener. This will be. This is coming out it's the nineteenth, mm-hmm. uh, which is very fortuitous that both our birthdays fall on the nineteenth. Um, if people think it's a Juneteenth episode, it is not. This is just a birthday episode. We
1: will have a Juneteenth episode. (laughs) Are we? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, it'll be a belated Juneteenth episode, but, um, yes, yes, you see what I'm saying I see what you're saying. You're picking up what I'm putting down. I'm picking it up. You're smelling what, I'm smelling what you're stepping in. don't want to. Um, for those of you that listened to some of our last episodes, I mentioned that we were going to be what? We were going to be kind of doing something in the same vein... That we did last year, which was the Ari Aster party. Mm-hmm. We're doing a Guillermo del Toro extravaganza. Del
0: del Toro
1: fiesta. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah, the del Toro sure. fiesta. Yep. Yeah. I love Guillermo del Toro. He is. Totoro san.
0: <laughs> what a sweetheart.
1: I love. I him. gotta
0: say, like as far as like creative personality types go, you know, up so, we, we've we've covered some interesting movies and uh not all of them are great folks you know definitely not <laughs> no definitely not but uh it's nice to watch something that we know is like this feels ethically sourced uh yeah because Guillermo is like super nice to his people he seems to treat them well uh, and also iconic gotta gotta say this guy is, like has such a unique cool style that he brings to his Films. And he, he's been at it for a long while. He
1: has. And he's just... I, he, he's so... I can't put my finger on it, but everything that he touches is, like, magic. <laughs> Even the stuff that, like, isn't, like, critically acclaimed, which one of the movies that we watch, as far as I remember, like, people were, like, not huge on it when it came out... But everything just has a sort of like I also I really want to watch his Pinocchio, which fun fact came out like I'm fairly certain Disney like rushed their Pinocchio to come out right before his Pinocchio
0: (laughs) to try to steal up all the marketing thunder. I
1: think so, because a lot of people were like, it's gorgeous, but like it's like the story is a little contrived. It kind of like, you know, it's not totally there, but they had he, to, it's they, always they like went
0: into the writer's room and start whipping them. <laughs> Finish the story. Finish. How hard could this be?
1: We can uh-huh. just do it. <laughs> oh shit! Did you know that his father was kidnapped in nineteen ninety seven?
0: I did not know that. Where?
1: In hmm. Guadalajara.
0: Oh, okay. Back when? What what time period?
1: Ninety-seven. Nine. Oh, I said shit. 1997. Oh, sorry.
0: No, you're good. 97. Actually, that really tracks because um, maybe it was Guadalajara. I forget which county or province we were in, but uh, we lived in Mexico for a little bit. I probably have told this story before on the podcast, but we were under we suspected that we were being targeted for kidnapping at one point.
1: Yeah, you, I think you, yeah.
0: Yeah, so there was like people going around the neighborhood looking for us. I lived in Mexico for a little bit when I was very young. Um and yeah, no, I mean kidnappings back in the 90s were huge. Uh and around the time like when the cartel used to treat well, cartel there's so many. Uh but the prominent one at the time used to treat kidnapper or kid kidnappees really well and were pretty respectful but that kind of kind of went on the wayside and there was a lot of amateurs in the kidnapping business uh, and yeah very sloppy work and just would end up killing their uh, kidnappees throughout he, even his, receiving yeah money.
1: his father was released after they got the ransom he spent 72 days kidnapped
0: damn so okay <laughs> yeah. so he was lucky
1: Oh, um, absolutely.
0: There was one instance of a family that we knew that one of the couples got kidnapped, and they never found him again, even after money was received. Woof. Yeah.
1: Well, a little bit about our man of the hour, Guillermo del Toro. He His first film was Kronos in 1993,
0: okay cool so
1: the year you were born and you know he's i think the ones that he's most he's really well known for blade 2 hellboy hellboy 2 he uh hellboy 2 uh um, pacific rim shape of water the new Pinocchio Troll Hunt like the, the Troll Hunter Netflix series yeah, and the two movies we are going to watch or we watched for today's episode which is 2006's Pan's Labyrinth and 2015's Crimson Peak.
0: I kind of wish we threw uh, Pacific Rim on top of that bad boy.
1: I've never seen Pacific Rim.
0: It's really good. You'd actually, I'd I probably. think you'd like it because
1: I'm a, I, I'm a you mech. Love mechs. I'm a mech girl.
0: You like some kaiju?
1: I do. So and then
0: this is right up your alley. Yeah, like the characters <laughs> are so. It's such an over-the-top film. You'd love it. It's yeah, super anime.
1: I, I would probably be totally on board with it. But uh, oh, I just another little fun fact about him he used to make um little movies with his father's super eight camera which i feel like is something that iconic iconic uh one short that he made focused on a serial killer potato with ambitions of world domination
0: (laughs) that's adorable oh my gosh
1: but yeah he i feel like he's i if I just had unlimited money, I would just throw it at him <laughs> be like... Make more I, things I think we, we had asked the question, because like, um, you and Allegra and Emily are playing Tears of the Kingdom, and I said I would love a Guillermo del Toro adaptation of Legend of Zelda.
0: I think he would do an amazing job with it. Um, we've talked about this off pod, but we—I believe it's Illumination that's going to be sure is. taking over the animation. It sure pretty, is. We're not super thrilled about. It. We think we think there needs to be a grittier Zelda, a darker Zelda. I
1: think if Illumination is going to do it, it should just be Toon Link. But you know, um, but I think there's so some... that would be pretty fun. But I just
0: a wind waker yeah. Zelda. That'd be fun. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> so we. How did we get here? That's the oh, first yeah, the thing. Seven degrees. This one was really, really easy, actually. Oh, I'm excited. So, Guillermo del Toro directed *Crimson Peak*, which stars Jessica Chastain, who starred in *It* Chapter Two, which takes place in Maine. Boom!
0: Done. Easy peasy. Yeah. That was as easy as the last one. This yeah. is uh We thought this was be difficult, but um, this is a walk in the park. Well,
1: because when I realized it was it was Jessica Chastain, I was like, "Ow." Okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's like, okay, we're good. All right,
1: we've seen her before. We're solid. We're solid. So we're also going to do this in a similar way to because at least like you, the ones that you always do, they're sequential. Yeah. We're obviously yeah. not going to watch Aliens before Alien. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I have decided, because what we did last time is we talked about Hereditary first and then talked about Midsommar. So we are going to talk about, Pants Labyrinth first before we talk about Crimson Peak because it comes first in the Del Toro canon.
0: So we're doing the big sad before the big spooks.
1: <laughs> we're doing the big sad. I had never seen this movie all the way through. I'd I love seen this movie. I'd seen parts. I was blown away <laughs> by this movie.
0: <laughs> I'm so happy you like it. Uh, it's,
1: I wasn't not gonna like it.
0: It's true. It's um. It's very dark, but it has a awesome whimsy to it as well. And I love the perspective of this child that they have. And I mean, like, we'll get into it, but it's a very well-done film. I actually saw this when I was really young, um, probably around the time that it came out, because I remember, yeah, it would have been around, like, 2007 that I saw this. Yeah. I remember watching this first at a friend's house. Um, it was funny. I was at a big party and then my friend invited me over to watch Pan's Labyrinth and I watched it. My parents showed up and got mad at me because I didn't tell them I was going to go watch this movie and they were like looking around for me. Oh no. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was just over here. I was like
1: feet was... away from you. <laughs> this movie is in Spanish, which I really enjoyed. I don't watch a lot of Spanish films, so that was, that was new. For me, normally if I'm going to watch something that's subtitles, it's usually gonna be Korean, Chinese, Japanese, or French.
0: Does Nacho Libre count?
1: I've also never seen that movie.
0: <laughs> it's not in Spanish, so it no. doesn't count.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm just saying anyway. But um, um
0: I can't think of any Spanish films that I've seen on my own. Um I've seen Spanish uh, soap opera telenovelas. Episodes, telenovelas, yes, uh during Spanish class and Weird workplace Spanish lesson comedy things for you, a class as well. Oh, that's my You, extent, you mean
1: like an industrial f- film?
0: Is that what they're called? Yeah.
1: Anything okay. that's like done for work, like a company mm. or a mm. school, it would be considered an industrial. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's an industrial.
0: It's for school, yeah. Yes. Okay.
1: This, the Spanish name is El Labertino del Fono or The Labyrinth of the Fawn. Which I think is really interesting, but Pan is a fawn, so I guess yeah. we can go with that. I know none of the actors, except for one. Do you know who that would be? Because uh, <laughs> he's also in Crimson Peak.
0: Uh, which one? Sorry. <laughs>
1: My man, my boy, my favorite Doug fucking Jones. Doug
0: Jones. Doug
1: Jones, who he is most people remember him as Billy Butcherson from Hocus Pocus. Oh yeah. But he has he does like a bunch of he does He's the monster most of the time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> He's very tall,
1: very lanky man.
0: Big lanky man. A
1: big lanky man. So he has made a career being...
0: The perfect freak.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, that actually goes hand in hand with what <laughs> one of your comments from um, last episode. Or not last episode, but two episodes ago. But um, Doug Jones plays the fawn and the pale man.
0: Oh, I didn't realize he was also the pale man.
1: Yes, okay. and then we have uh, Ivana Baquero as Ophelia slash Princess Moana, Sergey Lopez as Captain Vidal, Mirabel Verdú as Mercedes, and then the, those are like our and then Doug Jones. Those are like our main characters i'd know, say maybe. the mom is kind of a main character that's oh, adriana yeah. gill but unfortunately like she, she, I, she's I, the she's, reason that she's 95 percent right? of the time is in a bed so that's
0: true but i mean she is like the catalyst for the events i would say it's very true it's, like she was right. the one that made the conscious effort of you know dating capitan.
1: El capitan yeah you were like the other thing that's really interesting is there's there's you know it's very distinct like between the world of the Fae that we see and then the the world of the Spanish Civil War. Yeah, very cool. It's so cool. And it's just so... I, I, even the parts that are like supposed to be like in the real world, I was telling you, everything is like framed in a very storybook sort of way. There is a whimsy to even the real world has like this whimsy to it with the kind of saturation of the colors. I suppose it's because it's
0: still through the eyes of the child, child. Um, Ophelia, and I mean, this is just a big allegory for escapism. At the end of the day. I don't think that's like any big secret. I
1: would love to just there's a part of me that would love to just think that the fae and the fairies and everything was real. But I also know that that's 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 a hopeful view. But it is is a view you can take. That is a
0: view that you can take. Sure is. uh, Towards the end and you can choose to believe that um, or not. But I think because the movie is about escapism, it's not, you know. Like, it's not the real thing, unfortunately. Um, but I do think, I agree with you. The world of the Fae and its kind of overlap on, on top of the real world was really interesting. But also, the Fae are sort of a dark and kind of like, seem malicious at first when you interact with them. Like, there's a suspiciousness to them. That,
1: like even the fairies that's, are very strange. That's, that's like that. the Fae's brand. Yeah across like all cultures include like in ireland that's why even when you're like when you're irish catholic even like the most devout catholics in ireland are usually like but don't fuck with the fae (laughs) that's scottish but they're like don't fuck with the fae like like straight up don't because they don't give the don't give the fae your name don't let them in don't let them in your house definitely don't let them in your house yeah just you know are you familiar with the story of the changeling
0: I think I've heard it.
1: It's like, oh, the Fey were bored, so they stole your baby and replaced it with one of their own. Oh yeah, I heard that. <laughs> you know, and I, 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 do love that sort of. Again, if you take like, it's interesting because even in this world of escapism, they, they, ha- that's, that's why I kind of do like the reading that it was, it really happening because I feel like a little girl would be more inclined. Sorry. To <laughs> um have them be kind
0: yeah yeah
1: but then again she is growing up in a world where people are malicious and suspicious right so you know and i'm sure the fairy tales also tell them that way so there's there i have some feelings but i also i'm looking at this apparently there was a sequel but it got canceled really and i'm upset about it
0: what would they what would they follow up on
1: i don't know shall we dive in
0: let's dive in
1: there's also a novel Oh, it's there a novelization is? that was published in 2019.
0: By Guillermo or Yeah, by, uh, by
1: Guillermo del Toro and Cornelia Funk.
0: Cornelia Funk. Very cool.
1: So we begin with a fairy tale of Princess Milana. And it talks about.
0: Hey, you're welcome. Oh, wait, <laughs> that was that Moana? Yeah, it is. Okay, cool. <laughs>
1: Yep. So we start with the story of this princess of the underworld and she wants to be human so bad. This is very you know, this is a thing that we see in a lot of stories where the the magic one wants to not be magic. Yeah. For some reason I, I I'll, trade magic. <laughs> I'll trade with you. I'll trade with you. Um, maybe she. Yeah,
0: sorry.
1: <laughs> no, go ahead.
0: <laughs> um, maybe it's more of like she wants to experience the outside world.
1: I think that's probably more what it is because it's yeah. like it's kind of a gilded cage vibe.
0: Mm, yes, yes.
1: She love you know, her father loves her very, very much. He's the king of the underworld and everyone loves her, but she wants to... I want more. So she runs away to the human world and the sun blinds her and erases her memory. She becomes mortal and dies
0: mm-hmm.
1: and distraught her father waits with his dying breath he builds her a labyrinth which is a portal for her to come home through he waits for her and we get the beginning of our story which is in uh, Spain mm-hmm. it's f- fret, front, how the fuck do you say that
0: what are you looking at
1: that. How would you say that?
0: Uh, Franquista? Or that's just in Spanish. Fran- Francoist? 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 Whatever.
1: Franquista.
0: Franquista. Yes,
1: it's España. Franquista. Franquista, Franquista Which is Franquista. the dictatorship that ruled over Spain in 1944. There is a civil war going on, and we meet Ophelia who's traveling with her mother to their new home. Mm-hmm. Her mother has married a captain who I do not like.
0: He's a bad, <laughs> I think bad man. He's
1: a cool character. I like him as a character. Hate Very him cool. as a person.
0: Very cool character. Fuck great, him as a person. Great antagonist. Real piece of shit.
1: Excellent. I think it's he's a great antagonist too because of the fact that he he also mm-hmm. represents just the stark bullshit going on in her real world
0: yeah he is like the direct representation of this dictatorship and the personalities that are behind it which is this strong man personality classic dictatorship style uh but also you know like feeding into the kind of spanish machismo kind of like vibe Mm -hmm. that still kind of exists in culture somewhat but i think maybe is less pronounced
1: yeah and it's He's like, he's also so, it's so interesting. He's so obsessed with his son, his, to, to, his, about to be born son. His unborn son. Thank you. My brain, I've had such a week. His unborn son. And I love the doc, at one point the doctor's like, how sure are you that it's a son? And he's like, are you fucking with me? And I'm like, oh. (laughs)
0: Because of the, I, I can only produce strong males.
1: I would love to point out just. Actual IRL facts: If you are not producing a son, that's the, your fault, dude. <laughs> the man dictates the sex of the baby.
0: how <laughs> oh, is that a thing? Yeah, it is. Like in your genetics, is. you can say uh, male, female. Yeah, and, and
1: that's why it's it's a big conversation about like that's how genetics work because it, historically kings are like she didn't give me a son, <laughs> fucker.
0: You're right, it's like,
1: no, sir, that's your problem.
0: That's also kind of like rolling the dice, I guess, with your with those little swimmers you got. You know? Yep, it's kind of like there's hundreds of them just spewing all over the place. <laughs> and some, pe- that. <laughs> some people, some
1: people just some people really can't have one sex or the other, baby. I mean,
0: yeah, you see that sometimes, like, uh my brothers right now one has like all girls right now and then the other brother he's like even he's got two girls two boys
1: mm. yeah, so. He's got good <laughs> so we meet ophelia she's 10 she's traveling with her mother um captain her mother's name is carmen she is not doing so hot um she's, very... <laughs> she's super pregnant but super also very sick and Ophelia
0: song,
1: oh. Ophelia is reading a book and her mother, you know, kind of th- she talks to her and she's like, "Oh, you're getting a little old for that." And then they have to stop the car because she has to throw up. Yep. And I also was like, so we we cut to the captain Vidal who is waiting for his new wife and stepdaughter. If you could tell he could care less about the child that is coming into this union.
0: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) He's He's, like, I just. He's out front with this little uh, pocket watch.
1: And he's just sort of like, they're late. And I'm like, yeah, she's vomiting because you made her pregnant.
0: (laughs) It's a very cool pocket watch, by the way. Like, I Mm -hmm. I do admire it. Uh, He's very obsessed with it because it's like feeds into his stupid personality that he has. Um, But it's a cool it's a cool little addition that he's created his like obsession with this his death and like being meaningful in some way
1: mm-hmm. you know i it's and it caps off wonderfully we'll yeah. get there but it's they get to the house and the, ophelia and him don't click and he also makes his, uh, Carmen get into a wheelchair. Yeah. She's not a fan of that.
0: Yeah, she's like, I'm fine. I can
1: move She's around. very much no, not a fan of that. It. And we also meet the housekeeper, Mercedes, who I love her actress. Like, every time oh, she was on great. screen, like, I was just captivated.
0: She's fucking fantastic. I
1: wasn't sure what to think of her at the very beginning because I, I wasn't sure
0: i think she's a little standoffish in the beginning yeah Yeah. there's a
1: part of me that was like something's gonna be going on with her i don't know if she's like having an affair with the captain like i don't know something something's gonna happen
0: i love that you're like you had no perspective i love
1: i had no perspective whatsoever and i i really love what they do with her story it's great yeah and there are rebels out in the forest, forest, in the woods, around this. It's 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 his house, but there's also, like, it's I almost sort it of an was, encampment as well.
0: So my theory was that this isn't technically his house. This was, like, taken by the dictatorship <gasps> and used as an encampment that makes more sense to me because it's like this was probably like some fancy house and they're like all right we'll build here and it does seem and like like there's a lot there. There. there's
1: a lot of servants it seems like there are actually people they're, they almost because we get a scene where they're like giving food to people yeah i wasn't sure if they were servants or if they were tenant farmers or something of that nature that are mm. on the land that was captured here. And now they're kind of responsible for them.
0: You know, that's probably true. mean it's like, I mean, they all have ration cards. They yes. have to like go through the this weird process that they've set up uh, to get clothing, food, medicine, it seems.
1: We also get to meet the doctor. Who's taking care of Carmen.
0: Like the doctor. I love him.
1: (laughs) I love him very much.
0: Big point, Dexter. Cool guy, though.
1: Cool guy. There's also this... Ophelia keeps seeing this really kind of weird insect as well she saw it out in the woods she sees it again when they get to the place that this house that they're going to be staying at and then it also comes into her room at night as yes. well
0: so the first night she's in there uh, comes crawling up and if i was this child i'd smash this bug immediately because it's terrifying now she's on board with it it's like a flying thick walking stick is what it It is it is
1: a thick walking stick two c's
0: yeah thick the thing has huge ass cheeks
1: (laughs) it does it's not sneaking up on you it does like she wakes up at night she sees it it turns into a fairy Yep. And it leads her to... It,
0: the, the, okay. Yeah, and it, yes. And it morphs. So yes. it's like, so Ophelia is like, oh, you're a fairy, and she's trying to communicate with it, and she's having some success, and she says, you're supposed to look like this, and points to her picture book, <laughs> and then the and, the... and it's really kind of funny, because the bug does this, like, thing where it's like... take. Takes its little creepy little bug hands and like smooths itself down, like mm, just kind of like mm, okay, and then it, yeah, morphs into more of a fairy-looking, classic fairy-looking kind of creature.
1: It it almost looks like, it they kind of give me Cornish pixie vibes from like the Harry Potter series. Yes, a very much bit. so. Yeah, you know, but not as well. They kind of do have the vibe, but they're not as like outwardly violent. Yeah, they're not outwardly
0: violent. <laughs> <laughs> Still sus.
1: <laughs> Very sus. They lead her to the labyrinth, which, yes. remember how I said this is a portal? And we meet the fawn. And holy shit.
0: What an amazing entrance.
1: Amazing first impression yes. of this character. We both, like, because you had mentioned, like, the sa- like just the sounds his body makes. He,
0: he, when he moves around, his joints creak like a tree in the wind.
1: And because he, he looks like he's made of wood. And he, looks, <sighs> and he
0: seems ancient, yes. which is really cool to me. Like, you can tell that this is like a really old creature.
1: I love his, By the speech, way his speech pattern.
0: Yes. Very cool. His hands, how he moves them. It's kind of like, it's a flowing liquidy, but kind of like <sighs> creaky vibe that he gives. And I mean, like he he clicks constantly with his mouth as well. And I
1: think that it's it is unsettling.
0: Yeah, very unsettling.
1: It's unsettling, and you kind of quick head
0: movements. Yeah,
1: you get the vibe that you're like, I don't want to trust him. Yeah. No, but he says that.
0: Would she, you, if the fawn came to you and and was uh, trying to sign you up with a mortgage? Would you would you trust him? No. To do this?
1: No. 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 Didn't think so. Even if he told me, because he, he comes he tells her that she's the reincarnation of Princess Moana. He gives her the book and tells her that she has three tasks to complete in order for her to return home to her father. To the, and she's yeah. she's like, No, my father was a, a tailor. And that's the first time we ever hear about her, her birth father.
0: And the last time. <laughs> uh, nope. Oh yeah, no. He
1: nope, there's come enough, back, but he no, there's another. He comes later. back you're later. Right, you're right. Um, and he's like, "No, you were born of the the king of the underworld and the moon." And that's rough, buddy. That's rough, buddy. It's really, it's really interesting because like the the three tasks specifically reminds me of Baba Yaga. <laughs> Are you familiar with Baba Yaga at all?
0: Uh, a little bit. I don't really know the tasks. I guess.
1: Yeah. So I. There's one where she has there's, to... There's a whole she,
0: series of movies called John Wick about that. They call him Baba Yaga. In
1: the do they really? They do, yeah. Okay, now <laughs> I do. Because I also... I also. Why can't I remember his name?
0: What, Keanu Reeves?
1: Yeah, I love Keanu Reeves. Um, but so one of the ones... One of the things that she has to do is she has to pick she has still there's there's a bunch of like pieces of hay that she has to organize so she has to do that and then also she has to count all the stars in the sky there's one more that i can't remember but that's okay allegra's sister like uh that's one of the stories that she tells to our niece <laughs> is baba yaga love it um but there's always there's always like three yeah things and with baba yaga her like say what you want about the woman right because they're like well she's a witch she she's bad she's evil whatever she kept her word (laughs) um so there's something to be said for trusting witches and trusting the fae and them actually sticking to their word unlike humans who don't do that he gives her this book he says these are the tasks that you have to do you will be able to return home the first task is kind of nasty.
0: <laughs> yeah, so she uh, she gets a new dress, but then has mm-hmm. to go bathe herself, and uh, what and he, she's her new told,
1: dress is so pretty. It's this cute
0: little red dress, yeah.
1: Very so sweet. Her, the other the so she they're getting her all dressed up because they're having some very they're not officials but high ranking important folks are coming to visit. There's. A couple military men, their wives, and also a priest.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Real cadre of characters.
1: Yes. And they're trying to impress. And that, of course, so they're, you know, doll up the little girl because children should be seen and not heard. Make them pretty. Yeah. And Mercedes starts to kind of fill in the mother role because although Carmen loves her daughter...
0: She's not really able to be present for her.
1: She's not, because she's so sick.
0: Super pregnant.
1: Super pregnant, super sick. And so Mercedes gets her all ready, and she looks so cute. Allegra was like, her little dress, it's like a green satin dress. She's so cute. And, you know, then she decides... Now is the time. Oh, I was I'm
0: an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I said red.
1: No, you're good. Uh, I didn't even catch you say that. Um, but it, the other thing is to keep in mind about the tasks is she has a very limited amount of time. This is based on the phases of the moon. Yeah. And
0: if she doesn't do it in time, she will never return. Yes, yeah,
1: she forfeits her birthright. She forfeits her immortality. Right. Okay. So she scoots off, and she's, like, underground. They don't show how she gets there,
0: do they? No, they do. Uh, so she approaches this tree, okay, takes I off her dress, this. hangs it up, and then she goes into, like, an opening in the base of the tree, uh, and it looks kind of like it's dying you know, yeah. because there's a greedy big toad under there fucking things up inside that tree. Yes. So she crawls in through this creepy this movie looks nasty muddy tunnel. This movie looks really good. Full of cockroaches.
1: I I don't think the toad held up for me. The
0: toad did not hold up to an extent. I think he looked fine before he before his insides became outsides. Uh, But I thought that it was still pretty good. So she she's hanging out with this toad and she's she's trying to get a key from it, right? Yes. Okay, so she needs to put like three magic stones, I recall, inside of the toad, um, and and the toad's just like eating all the cockroaches and and being an asshole. He's like eating cockroaches off her. She's like, "Hello, can uh, can you please eat these?" Uh, and she's like, and the toad's like, <laughs> and "Like, just eating all the cockroaches around her." Um, then she grabs some cockroaches with the stones, and and like mm-hmm. motions at the toad. The toad's like, Whoa. Whoa. he licks his lips. He's so excited. He's like, oh boy, cockroaches! I've only mm-hmm. been eating this all day. day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he lashes his stupid little toad um, tongue uh, out. His
1: toad self his tongue. His toad yeah. self
0: tongue, and uh, eats the cockroaches and the marbles. Then uh he starts being very upset with this decision and his entire like inside is just one giant amorphous gelatinous yellow blob that comes out of his mouth and he deflects. I told you it's nasty. That's <laughs> pretty nasty. But then she goes into the the guts and pulls this key out.
1: Mm -hmm. And she returns to the fawn.
0: Uh, Well, when she gets out. Oh, sorry. Her dress has fallen in the mud from the wind. And so she puts it back on, gets back home and gets scalded by everybody. Uh, his her mom's not super happy. Carmen's not happy. Because uh,
1: they're they're trying. Because while all that's happening, they're trying to find her.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're trying to find. And
1: her. the the guests come, and this is where we we get some more, a little bit of like like um, nonverbal storytelling for Captain Vidal and Carmen. Yeah. When you know there are some ladies who. That are, I believe, they're the wives of some of the military men, and they're like, "Oh, tell High us, society. tell us how you met." And she's like, "You know, um, my husband was a tailor. He tailored all of the captain's uniforms, and when he died, I was working, and so that's how we met." And she's like holding his hand, and he like pulls it away. So like,
0: yeah, very. she does not like her. It's. And like why get married at all in the first place? I know? think it's
1: because he needed knocked a, up. He needs a baby.
0: Yeah, I think it's I think he, he
1: needed to sow his seed. And I think that at this point it's probably like have you know, if you take a woman off the street with no prospects, doesn't have a husband, needs something, you can pretty much bend her to your will and get her to do whatever she wants in order to take care of her and her daughter.
0: Did you write a pickup artist book? Yeah, I did.
1: <laughs> Thanks. Uh, it's what to expect when you're not expecting to hook up with someone. <laughs>
0: to pick up something. I, think, I don't I know. I'm working the title, on the title. The title could be shortened up a bit. Yeah,
1: yeah but you know, it's 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 a work in progress. We'll but I think, it. I fun. definitely think I could make a lot of money with it. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yes.
0: If VH1 was still a thing, they'd give you a reality show. <laughs>
1: Mercedes goes outside, and we—I think we've actually seen at this point that she's kind of helping the rebels a little bit.
0: Yeah, so she's like sneaking into the storehouse, getting food, medicine, bringing the doctors helping her. The doctor is helping.
1: So she goes out to get some wood, and so she, you know, is heading out, and she actually she has a lantern, and she starts to make a signal and then she gets distracted cuz she sees Ophelia who they've been looking for all day
0: mm-hmm. coming
1: down the the embankment Real, yeah. down the and she's covered in mud yeah covered
0: that's when she gets back everyone gets yeah. mad at her Mm-mm. she goes to bed
1: yeah and she goes back to the fawn Mm -hmm. And she tells him that, which I tried skipping all over all of the the real world drama going on, which is just as it is just as important as Ophelia's story, like her magical tale. I
0: actually really like the real world story that's happening because I just think politically it's very interesting. Um, It's a cool and again, it's like so important. It's it's the whole reason in my mind that any of the fantastical stuff is even happening to begin with because yes she is just trying to escape this awful reality of being within a war torn country and dealing with this awful vile captain
1: Um, he's he's bad so she's very worried about her mother they they sleep in the same room together oh I'm fairly certain that no she's
0: in a different room isn't she
1: She's in bed with her mom sometimes. I don't think she sleeps with her. No, yeah, she sleeps in a separate room. Especially after her mother...
0: Starts getting sick, and yeah. She,
1: like, bleeds from her (laughs) vagina. Yeah. And it's just, like, everywhere, and they end up having to sedate her. Yeah. And so she is pretty much sedated for the rest of the movie.
0: Baby's still stable, but yeah, she's she uh, so feelly is very worried about her mother and asks the fawn for assistance mm-hmm. he, I think this is really funny when he she approaches him in this instance because he's like eating a piece of beef jerky or something <laughs> yes. and he's like very casual about it he's like lum, lum. <laughs> like he's really into it <laughs> and he's like. Hmm. Yes, and then he, like, pulls out this root, and he's like...
1: It's a Mandrake it's root. It's a Mandrake and root. And Allegra, Allegra, like, she's been looking, like, she's she knows a bit more about, like, the Mandrake lore. Yeah. But she said it's, you know, it's super fascinating. I don't have... She did not elaborate, but it's something that I am going to go look at, because it, this is not the first time we, I've seen a Mandrake. Yeah. And they, like, because in Harry Potter, they also look like little babies. They do, yeah. So I don't know if that's just a common theme in folklore, but (laughs) these little babies, he says to keep the mandrake root in a bowl of milk under her mother's bed and supply it with blood. Yeah. And one of the things that's super interesting is the fact that it does seem to help.
0: Yes, it is actually helping like pretty much as soon as she pricks it with blood Well, first she puts in the bowl of milk and it sort of comes alive uh, and starts moving around and making noises and then she pricks it with blood and then it seems to actually affect the mother in a positive way. You can, as soon as she does it, you can actually hear Carmen breathe easier because before she was kind of wheezing and didn't sound very healthy. So it does seem to be having an actual effect on on the mother.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So her second task... Which I guess, actually, that could oh,
0: be the yeah. evidence if you want to believe that this is actually because
1: happening. and he Because Captain Vidal later does interact with the Mandrake group.
0: Yes, he does. And it, and it is looking fucking weird and, like, and, it's growing. Yeah,
1: and, it's and, and, and once the Mandrake is destroyed, she immediately goes downhill. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. Could it also be a coincidence that she put something under the bed and you know it just could
0: be more of a fantastical like, imagination yeah.
1: yeah so who knows then of course we end up with the very famous scene, the highly marketed, the highly marketed scene featuring the pale man. She has, I think, the the thing with the chalk. So she has this yeah, she goes magical into the chalk. chalk
0: zone.
1: Who's got the chalk? The chalk, the chalk. Rudy's chalk, got, the chalk. Judy's got the, chalk, <laughs> the chalk. The chalk, the chalk, chalk zone. She gets to go into the chalk zone, and I, th- I just, it's so cool. It's very cool. I really like that she it. gets to open up these portals with the chalk, pretty much.
0: Yeah.
1: And she, she also has, she has these little, she has the little bag. It's like a little cylindrical satchel thing that she's got the fairies in.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. The, the Fawn gave her the fairies to be guides Mm -hmm. through this,
1: uh, Pale Man world. And they try to guide her, but she's a child. So they go into the Pale Man world. I thought it was very funny. So they do say, they say, don't consume anything.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. you see a banquet, don't eat anything.
1: Don't eat anything. He's sitting at the head of the table. It's a very sumptuous banquet. I saw some rotten pomegranate, so I don't know if I want to be eating the fruit that's touching it, but sure.
0: And he he has two little eyeballs on a gold plate.
1: Yeah, she looks at them and she's kind of like, eh. And she looks up. Above and there are paintings of the pale man eating children. And I said, of course, I love that. That's what he spent his money on—just yeah. <laughs> getting these paintings commissioned. Nobody right, asked questions. Who, who
0: painted these this is a big question. Who <laughs> decorated this room that has no doors? Maybe into it's a hallway of ma- it's nothing.
1: Probably just magic.
0: Just magic. Pale man is a magic man. He likes. He likes. To be fancy. He does. Just because he eats babies doesn't mean he's a monster. He has culture. And there's also a pile of baby shoes, big pile of baby shoes in the corner. Didn't like it. Guess he just eats the clothes.
1: I think the other, I think there's something about the Pale Man specifically that I feel like can also be an allegory for war.
0: Probably. I'm sure like, there's someone smart that like the that.
1: Yeah, the image of the shoes reminds me of like the Holocaust Museum.
0: Fair. Yeah. 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 Okay. And like the children being the orphans of those that yep. died in the war. Yeah, I'm sure someone has broken that.
1: Yeah, mind. I think that is
0: something a little That bit the, more
1: this peculiar. one, this task in particular, I think. Holds a little bit. There's probably, someone probably also broke down the thing with the toad, too. But there's just something about this one that feels different. hmm And it's not the fact that it's also danger time. So I she do
0: <laughs> think it's one of the, it is the darkest, one of the darkest moments throughout the movie, except for the ending. Uh, but yeah, no, this is like the most tense scene that you get
1: for a while. Oh, it was te- Allegra was like upset. That I chose these movies, Mm -hmm. by the way. (laughs) Um, They're so beautiful, (laughs) though. They're so pretty. I was like, it's going to be fine. I'm like, they're really pretty movies. She's like, this is so terrible. So she has to retrieve a dagger from his lair. Yeah. And she uses the key, right?
0: Yeah, she uses the key... To do something, she has, to get there's the like three
1: areas, and she has to choose the right one. Yeah, she does. She also has a limited time. There is a an
0: hourglass. An hourglass
1: that is counting down.
0: Yes, of how long the door will stay. Open. open. And her, the fairies guide her to the right key.
1: They do, uh,
0: or the right lock. She gets the dagger. She starts putting away, and then she starts getting a little hungry.
1: A little hungry, you know. She's low on time. She's told not to touch anything. So what does she do? She plucks a couple grapes, and the the, the fairies are like hitting her, and they're yeah, like, yeah. they're like, stop, what the fuck are you doing? stop! And she's like, she very, she's like, she's like, looks at them like, what are you doing? Stop, yeah, stop that. And I love, I just love everything with the the pale man because he he like moves as soon oh, as yeah. she like eats the grape, he moves, and we see him. He puts the if you're not familiar with this scene, he puts the eyes in his hands, yeah, and then he puts his hands up to his face,
0: yeah, so he can around. see.
1: They're on the palm, you know, the eyes are on his palms, and it's such a. This has to have been like Guillermo del Toro's um, sleep paralysis demon.
0: Yeah, it has to. (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. It's because it, it, the thing that's also really interesting is it looks like the way that its body is shaped, it looks like a person that no longer has any body fat like it is a skeleton with yeah. no no the, fat and no muscle Skin
0: completely sags
1: because it's yeah. it's like the way it like when you see the way that it's like hips are set and like the way its legs are and it's ginormous thigh gap yeah. it you're like it it's it looks like a skeleton that just has like skin on it yeah like yeah. that's hanging off and He's, like, moving around behind her.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I
1: love the way that that is framed where. It's like he's kind of
0: blurry, but he's, like, coming uh, closer (laughs) into focus. And
1: she's just enjoying these grapes. And I'm like, oh, my God. Until
0: he's, like, right behind her. And then the fairies step in and try to distract the pale man.
1: It eats two of the fairies gruesomely. It Actually,
0: rips the heads off. It
1: him. looks like um, the painting of Kronos eating his son.
0: Yeah, very similar to that. Like,
1: like the, the kind tendrils, of
0: tendrils, the tendrils, like, the
1: ripping like, motion. Ripping off. No thanks.
0: Very upsetting.
1: <laughs> she starts to run with the one other fairy that she's got left and wouldn't wouldn't you know it um she ran out of time yeah
0: the door closed <laughs> the door
1: closed so
0: get a very tense moment here oh, she uh takes a chair uh and makes a new door with the chalk on top of the ceiling um and then she's able to crawl through just in time before the palman grabs her and she shuts the door very cool stuff
1: so tense and the fawn is pissed yeah she she... comes
0: back and the fairy's like immediately narcs immediately narcs two of my friends are dead two of my friends are dead because of this stupid kid (laughs) yeah
1: and he is very upset he's He's so upset you'll never return you'll be stuck here yeah he's infuriated so the next section, a lot, a lot happens Very much in in the real, the real world, world. Yeah. And I think it's so. Oh my god, so much ha- so. W- as we we've learned that Mercedes is helping the rebels, she is taking a bunch of stuff. Like she's taking a bunch of stuff, and the doctor comes and he's like, "I'll go with you." Yeah, um, because somebody has been. So we get we got earlier. Like somebody's been shot. In the leg and is not doing too hot and she's like can you come see him we need you so they uh kind of they follow this sort of stream and we also meet her brother pedro who is the leader of not the leader but he's he's a pretty pivotal figure i think in in the rebellion he seems
0: to be some kind of figurehead within this group you know (sighs)
1: sorry
0: (laughs) all good He seems to be some kind of figurehead within this group. Yes. And uh, also love interest to Mercedes. Brother. Like, oh brother Jesus. Brother.
1: I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, I was thinking about the other <laughs> one. <about> Crimson Peak. <laughs> Jackson was thinking about Crimson Peak. <laughs> um, so they go to this hideout and they are assisting the rebels sort of around shortly after they're also Two farmers. That's why I said I think they're tenant farmers. So there are two farmers that are detained for under suspicion of being rebels. Yeah,
0: they have rabbits with um,
1: Mm them. Turns out they are not rebels, but they get... Killed. Killed. Pretty violently. Yeah. I think that's the... (sighs) Pale man is gross. There is some violence, like there's some gross stuff, but like the real world violence still hits so much harder.
0: It does, yeah.
1: And I think that I, I, I think that it it would have been very easy to let the fantasy gore and the fantasy violence overshadow that, and I'm so happy it doesn't.
0: Yeah.
1: Pooh. So. There is also so one of the, the the other thing that happens in this sort of rebel, rebellion storyline is a bunch of the rebels are later attacked by Captain Vidal's men. Mm-hmm. And they capture one. Mm-hmm. And Mercedes is terrified that it's her brother. I don't think it...
0: It is not. It is not. It is a character. Um, I forget his name, but he was featured previously in other scenes and he's like he's got a speech impediment Ediment. he stutters a lot mm-hmm.
1: he so he's taken out to the storehouse he's tied up and they're the going storehouse to, is
0: where people get tortured
1: yeah people get tortured mercedes goes to see if it's him if it's pedro it's not um and he gets fucked up
0: yeah um the captain really goes full, like, reservoir dogs on his ass. Uh, he's, like, knocking his teeth about. He's slicing him up. He's beating the crap he, when, out of We him. see
1: him later, and he does not. He you, He's hardly recognizable.
0: Yeah, he's real banged up.
1: Real banged up. I believe this is also around the time. There's all this activity with the rebels. This is also around the time where she is trying to attend. She, as in... Ophelia is trying to attend to the Mandrake Root under the bed yeah and Captain Vidal catches her pulls and pulls her out pulls her out and
0: it's like what are you doing down there <laughs>
1: He, he he sees her under the bed. He pulls her out. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? He gets under there, sees the mandrake, and he's like, what the hell is this? Ew. <laughs> I think there's also something to be said for, um, especially when you have, like, you're kind of coming into new world Europe versus old world Europe. There's always a little bit of clashing with, quote unquote, folklore.
0: Right. Yeah, and yeah, yeah.
1: You know even if this was something as simple as like a a herbal remedy or something you could kind of substitute it for that
0: yeah as I well so. you know where yeah. it's just
1: sort of like something witchy burner at the stake kind of thing right and he is very angry and carmen wakes up
0: well he throws the yeah. root into the fire no
1: the mother does oh carmen God. does
0: carmen does
1: <laughs> But Carmen basically is like, hey, she's my daughter. Let me take care of her. This is the first time we've seen Carmen awake in a while. And he leaves and she's trying to beg Ophelia. She's like, you're too old for these stories. You're too old for this. You can't. There's no such thing as magic. There's no such thing as fairies. She throws the mandrake root into the fire and Ophelia is distraught. And as it burns, it kind of makes some sad noises. Yeah,
0: it screams but a bit. Carmen... Carmen screams with it. She
1: screams with it, and then she's covered in blood. Yeah. Again. And Ophelia runs outside to... Because, there's again, they're still trying to wrap up all this stuff with the rebels. The doctor actually... Oh, wait, no. This is where they're doing... Um, back up a little bit so this is where they they're they're giving out rations to people yeah and as that's happening ophelia runs out and she's like captain (laughs) like she she does go right to him and her mother is giving birth yeah and everybody's like all around at the same time or like shortly before this um No, I think I'm mixing stuff up. I'm totally mixing stuff up.
0: We are, but it's fine. We, we've been kind of okay, a little bit so, all over the place.
1: All right. So that ration stuff happened before the first time yep. her mother had the, the the blood. The second time. So sh- um, the, the doctor euthanized the rebel that they had in the storehouse. Right. And... The captain asks, why didn't you do what I told you? And he said, I can't just blindly follow orders. That's what you do. Yeah. And he kills, he kills him. I was very upset. He yeah. kills him. And yeah. then th- it's almost immediately after that, she goes into labor.
0: And he's like, ah, shit. So he. <laughs> I killed my doctor.
1: Yeah. He asks for a, um, a one of the military doctors mm-hmm. and she dies in childbirth. Yeah baby's okay
0: baby survives
1: but for all intents and purposes ophelia is an orphan now. yeah and it's boys it's so
0: she's got a you know <sighs> militaristic stepdad
1: yeah who like he he basically takes the baby and like again he's so obsessed with running out of time he's obsessed with his legacy he's obsessed with what he's gonna leave he basically like keeps the baby in his office yeah
0: the entire (laughs) time this whole time
1: for the rest of the movie and oh it made me and just made me so sad that she died but you know that's what we have to do it's a
0: sad movie it's
1: a very sad movie so it's he he knows mercedes is a spy
0: yeah
1: he calls him to her office. He calls her to his office and he says something about the storehouse. He's like, oh, go get me some alcohol. And she's like, absolutely. He's like, but I'm the one with the key. Right. And then he, you know, says, oh, you know, some things were disappearing from the storehouse. I think that's very funny because there's only limited people who would have access to it. And it didn't look like the rebels broke in. Right. Um. Very interesting, isn't it? Uh, and she's like, "Yeah, interesting." Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? So she collects whatever she has, and she goes to Ophelia because she has feel like she has grown attached to Ophelia. Yeah. And she comes and says, "I have to leave. I'm leaving." And Ophelia says, "Take me with you." And unfortunately, because Ophelia said, "Take me with you," they get caught. Yep. They get caught and Mercedes is about to also be she's taken to the she's taken to the storehouse and she has such a badass moment. It's so amazing. Because he she's he's got her tied up and you know, she's like, I was a woman, you didn't notice me.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And he's just sort of like fair grant fair and he is going and sort of looking through what he wants to use to torture her she has a knife and she cuts her the ropes that are binding her she comes up behind him and stabs him like up in the kidney
0: Yeah. <laughs> <kind> of <laughs>
1: and so she stabs and then he turns around she stabs him again in the chest and then sl- and sorry. then sli- she put cuz he like falls on the ground she puts the knife in in his mouth and she's like you're not going to fuck with me and you're also not going to fuck with ophelia you touch her i fuck you up and she like yeah she like has the blade in it it's oh, like- she's got the blade in his mouth and then she does like pull it and cuts <sighs> Like Joker style,
0: yeah, like a like a. I know I got work. these
1: scars, yeah.
0: real rough. Um, Ophelia's in her room, got locked up in there after getting caught. The Fawn shows up and says, "Hey, I've chatted with the boys. You're back in the club,
1: but you gotta bring your baby to us.
0: You got give me that baby. Bring I'm, me the baby. I want that baby."
1: So, as Ophelia, you remember
0: that knife? there's I like that baby. there's so
1: much chaos going on at this point because. Yeah. So, Mercedes is running, and <laughs> the, there are two. There's a guy that's trying to listen to like the lotto numbers or something on the radio. Right. And the <laughs> other guy's like, "Hey, he just let her go. That's weird." And then she starts to run, and they're like, "Oh no, he didn't let her go." He comes out. He's covered in blood. His face is like flapping, and it's they're like. like
0: Get her. What? Get get
1: her! Her! And
0: it's like, yeah, his like face flaps are like, you can see that exposed. But they're like, oh shit, Oh, shit. So
1: they follow after her on horseback. They surround her, and then they get fucked up by rebels. It's so good. It's a good day. It's a good day. He, Captain Vidal goes up to his room. He doesn't have any doctors, so what does he have to do? He has to stitch his own mouth. <laughs> does a pretty a good
0: job. <laughs> it's like not bad, honestly. Yeah.
1: As he's like doing that, he's very focused on the mirror and what he's doing. She uses the magic chalk. Who's got the chalk zone? And has got the chalk to come up behind, kind of behind where the bassinet is. Yeah. So she can be like. Bloop, bloop, bloop,
0: takes that, baby. Takes
1: it, baby. And this is where the rebels just kind of start having an out all all out they're like
0: fuck, fucking up this fucking up and. this
1: place and he the, he kind of is running around trying to figure out what's going on oh, but he, something he's something
0: else that yes. she does um is that she puts a heavy amount of laudanum in his like water or whiskey that he drinks
1: that's why he's moving so slow.
0: Yeah, and he seems like you. having that crazy vision. So she poured this. she had this laudanum that I forgot where she gets it, but she uh, I think Mercedes might have given it to her. That's possible. Or oh no no she took it from her mother because the laudanum was next to Carmen and she took it for some reason. Okay. Um, so she has the laudanum. Poured pretty much the entire bottle yeah. into the whiskey, and he just downs it.
1: Um, I also must have missed that. Yeah. But that, that makes sense now. So he, yeah. So he's he's laudan, Yeah. Let's say he's laudanumed and so she has he sees her. She's got the baby, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And she's just and <laughs> she runs. Like,
0: Whoa! <laughs>
1: and Whoa, he, he follows her <laughs> to the labyrinth.
0: Yeah. He's all delirious and spinning around mm-hmm. and stuff, and yeah, the, the, he's like right on her tail. Uh, Feely gets to the center and then the fawn's like alright kill that baby (laughs) kill that baby Baby. (laughs) that's how you get in and then she says no I'm not doing it I'm not doing that I'm not gonna kill my brother it's like that's awful not doing it and then the fawn's like as you wish as she's talk as the as she's saying that and talking to the fawn and saying no, the captain shows up in the center of the labyrinth and just sees her talking to herself. Uh, from her perspective, the fawn is right in front of her, but the captain doesn't see anything. Says, as you wish. Then the captain turns Ophelia around, takes the baby and shoots her in the stomach. Yeah. Oh, it gets real sad. She lies on the ground and she's bleeding out.
1: And this is how the movie the movie starts with this shot.
0: Yeah. So you know it's going to happen. Uh, and she's breathing heavily and her hand is... So the, the labyrinth has this center well that stretches down. And her hand is hovering over the center well. And her blood is dripping. Mm-hmm. And you can see the blood kind of cascading down on this... Um, etching at the bottom and it seems to activate it or and something.
1: as the captain is walking out of the labyrinth with the baby, yeah. he walks out to find he is surrounded by, by the, rebels. the rebels and Mercedes. Yeah. And Mercedes, he's he gives Mercedes the baby and he's like tell my son my name and or you know, no no he says tell my son the time you know he looks at his wallet, pocket watch that he's been obsessed with and he's like tell my son the time that his father died and mercedes is like he will not even know your name
0: bang <laughs> in and, the face
1: and they go into the labyrinth to find a dying ophelia yeah and as Mercedes cries over her body, we get this sort of image of her coming into this ginormous, like throne room, which is where her supposed real father and her mother are waiting there. And the fawn is there. And they say, you know, you passed the test. You chose to sacrifice yourself instead of an innocent. And yeah. welcome home, princess Moana. <sighs> and, the epilog i it, it, there's a little epilog and it's like you know she returned to the underworld but she left pieces of herself visible to only only to those who know where to look
0: so sad I'm tearing up a little bit just to even thinking about, about it. 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 Oh my goodness! I
1: did not cry. I want it's to watch it again because, like, I felt like I was kind of distracted. I tried, I'll watch it. I like, watch it with you. Well, yeah, we'll yeah. watch it again. But I, as a first watch, because I also want to be more like look for things. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And see if there are things that I like, the things that I missed the first time. <sighs> Oof.
0: beautiful movie! Amazing shots oh the lullaby is also really nice like the lullaby that mercedes sings or hums at the end kind of shows up throughout the movie it hurts and it's beautiful and sad it's a very haunting film um for 2007 Six. amazing 2006 amazing shots amazing it's, you know amazing there's there's CGI, there's like a effects. whimsy to
1: it i it's so... It holds up. Absolutely holds up. It
0: does hold up. For sure. Now... Let's see. Well, I mean, this is more I recent. I wonder...
1: Um, let's see if Crimson Peak holds up.
0: So Crimson, Crimson Peak. Peak.
1: 2015. I remember when this movie came out, I was working at Cinemagic. Nice. And I really wanted... So one of the things you could do is, like, once they were done with the the stuff like the posters and the big cardboard cutouts and stuff you could take them home
0: nice okay first
1: come first serve and um I do also, I, I didn't get to, I, I planned to see it when it came out, and I didn't get to. Didn't get the chance. But I saw the end credits when I was cleaning in the theater.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. Very nice.
1: But this, So you
0: experienced a piece of the film. I
1: did. This stars uh, Mia Wasikowska, mm-hmm. Tom Hiddleston, Jessica Chastain, yep. Charlie Hunnam, and Jim Beaver. And like I said, this also does feature... My boy, my favorite Doug Jones as well. He doesn't have he doesn't have as much of a role.
0: No, he's pretty he doesn't show up much.
1: No. no. He, but he's the go he's all the ghosts. ghosts. Or he is the Oh, so he's the Oh, the ghost of Edith's mother and Lady Sharp specifically.
0: Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. So I mean, those are pretty prominent. Ghosts. In prominent ghosts.
1: Of, prominent ghosts in terms of ghosts. Something that we kind of talked about is like there, there are some things in this movie that are very clearly telegraphed, but there's a part of me that kind of doesn't mind that. I don't think that that's necessarily...
0: I think that... I'll, I think the film was kind of predictable. Yeah, like, but it's almost the, like... The, the twists were pretty easy to find. But I think it was still a very It's like reading movie. it's
1: like reading like a paperback not like a dime a dime a dime, a dime novel. Yeah.
0: A dime bag novel?
1: <laughs> um that it it kind of I don't know. I really like it. I am a, as I think everybody knows now, I do costumes. So I was I'm all over the costume.
0: Costumes? I That's never come up.
1: Never. I am just all over
0: you, all over the costumes Very well thought out outfits the entire time.
1: We never get to see sleeves this big. No, in movies. Edith, Edith looked great
0: the entire film. Oh, looked wonderful. All the guys dapper as hell. Hell yes. I love those suits. I really like those suits. I kind of wish they'd make a comeback. You know, same. I want some popped collars, maybe a little kerchief. You know. You know, uh, some uh, double-breasted, you know, coats.
1: So, yeah, it's here for Very it. Very
0: cool. Oh, Super here great. for it. Um, you said this is the, in the Edwardian period?
1: I believe, yes, this, this would be Edwardian. Let me double-check my math, though. This is 1887.
0: Oh, boy. The calculator's out. We all know how good at math we are. 1887?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Edwardian era. When was Edward? Well, we're not quite there, actually. Not
0: quite Edwardian.
1: Not quite. Edwardian era is 01 to 10.
0: So we're in the Victorian.
1: Oh, wait. No. Yeah.
0: We're in the Edward.
1: Okay. Actually, yes, we are in the Edwardian period. In, uh, Because... 1901 is when we're caught up to present day.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
1: 1887 is when um, young American heiress, Edith Cushing's mother, dies. Yep. And from black cholera. And she... Hell of a way to go. Hell of a way to go. Old
0: prospector disease. Yeah.
1: So uh, she dies very it's very sad edith is very sad her father is very sad and in between all of the sadness there be ghosts
0: <laughs> there be ghosts well uh, it starts off with the final scene so it's the movie yeah which is uh funny um, i guess yes. that's a classic that's that a is something that, that he likes to do the trope right there
1: so he she says, you know, I believe in ghosts. They, ghosts are real. No, I believe in ghosts. Says, I know ghosts, one thing. Go, ghosts are real. Ghosts are real. And I've seen them before. Then we get this backstory with her mother and we get a scene of when she is a child and her mother's ghost. I think the thing about Guillermo del Toro's ghost rules in this movie is like all you, ghosts are fucked
0: up. They're really screwed up. You can see into their... Except the last ghost we see you know debatably i mean like most of the ghosts you can see like their skeletal system
1: most you know? of the ghosts are doug jones
0: <laughs> most of the ghosts are doug jones as well uh and they're like
1: in in, in like their their monster-y they're yeah, very yeah. Sp- very they're really unsettling spoopy. spooky i would i i I think I've mentioned before I've had some experiences before. Um, if these were the experiences I had had, peace out, Girl Scout. I'm leaving.
0: The this mortal realm? This <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs>
1: Going down into the labyrinth.
0: You'd be so spooked that your soul would jump out of your body. It
1: probably would.
0: <laughs> You'd like, fly I'll... off like the weasels in uh, Who Framed Roger you Rabbit. You were
1: skeleton and wrote this. <laughs> She, her mother's ghost leaves, just wraps its little fingies around her and is like, my child. Yeah, why I'm are like, her is
0: fingers that... so long?
1: Because it's Doug Jones.
0: <laughs> okay. Also, another question. Yes. Mind. A uh, little tangential. Yeah. Why does everybody assume that ghosts wear clothes?
1: We've never talked about this in Ghost Rules. Well, <laughs>
0: like in general, just like whenever somebody talks about seeing ghosts, they're like, "It was a woman in all white." Why is the ghost
1: wearing clothes? Close.
0: The clothes aren't dead. But in the but in this, like, we get some kind of naked ghosts at times.
1: Yes, we get a ghost. We get a ghost in a bathtub. We
0: get a ghost in a bathtub. Uh, ghost in a clay pit. Yes. Uh, ghost in uh, uh, suspended, uh, 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 suspended from air, then then mm-hmm. they're naked. Uh, but in general, why? So, this is what I'm thinking. Is and like it's like kind she's almost wearing thing. like a,
1: a mourning shawl, uh, like a yeah, shroud. Yeah. So, the well. ghost mother
0: is wearing, yeah, this shroud, shroud. Shroud. Also, she's colored all black. And I think that this is what I believe. So, she died of the cholera. Black cholera. Black cholera. <gasps> I think when they're, the ghosts are black, they died of a disease. But when they're red, they died violently. But still, then at the end, there's so a it's different the Sims. Ghost rule. Yeah, they have Sim rules.
1: <laughs> sim ghosts. <laughs> Edith, oh, Edith's mother leaves her with, my child, beware of crimson beet.
0: Thanks for the advice. Thanks, mom. Love it. This Edith, will scar me forever.
1: It's 1901. It's the Edwardian era. We, I feel like Downton Abbey is probably like the biggest sort of turn of the century thing that we get. A lot of people and like the Paradise. The Paradise. Yes, is you're, right, good. you're right. You're um, right. I think. Let me see. When does the Paradise take place? Because the thing that like we don't see. I think it takes
0: place around the same time.
1: A lot of people, like I mentioned to you off pod. It always seems to me that um, something that drives me crazy or crazy, but like something that's always sad to see is like that the fact that um, people are like people like the Victorian clothes better, I think. In terms of costumes, we always sort of go more down that route. I am so happy that this movie embraces the big ol' sleeves.
0: Yeah, big puffy sleeves. Nope, this
1: is Victorian, 1857.
0: Paradise is Victorian? Yes, it
1: is. Okay. No, sorry, 57, 75, sorry. Transpose those, 1875. So that, like, we do not get a lot of of turn-of-the-century period dramas that, again, the sleeves... (laughs) The sleeves. I'm so excited about the sleeves. Um, It is interesting uh, because we'll get to it, but um, Lucille is still very... She dresses in a very Victorian way. She does, And there is some crossover because this is also when we start to see... And you see it also more in some more turn of the century. We start streamlining things as we're heading into the flapper era. Yeah. So... I just, I love the sleeves. I love the
0: sleeves. So we got Edith. She's an adult now. She's, where is she? She's at the- She's in father's New York. Company. She's at New York City. Just like, look how big these <laughs> sleeves are. Those <laughs> sleeves are huge. Crazy. Oh,
1: I'm just, I love them. So I love them. And that that's still- Everyone that's, looked
0: like muscle men. Yeah.
1: That is also a little bit more- It's a little out... I think it might be a little outdated, too, because this is, like, saying, like, the sleeve shifts of the 1890s heading into the 1900s. So... But I I like that it's... It has a... It has its own costume footprint. Yeah, for sure. That I think is distinctly different. I like how I'm looking up Crimson Peak and it came up with Crimson Chin. (laughs) Here comes the 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 Crimson (laughs) Geek. So she is... Yeah, Edith is now a adult woman and she is going... She's in New York and she wants to be an author. Yeah. She wants to write ghost stories specifically. Yes. And... She wants
0: to be the next Mary Shelley.
1: Oh, I love that. So, yeah, you know, this is also pretty typical... I'm not like other girls. I don't care about uh, getting, a man. getting a man or attending social events. I don't care about that. But I do like when she, you know they're saying like, "Oh, so our very own Jane Austen. She died a spinster, didn't she?" And she's like, "I'd prefer to be Mary Shelley. She died a widow." Boom. Just careful what you wish for, baby. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I really liked how that turned around. Uh, so, in the beginning, yeah, she's on her way to go show off her manuscript. She runs into Elaine? Alan?
1: Alan. I Alan. think I think they, they kind of give me childhood friend vibes.
0: Yeah, there was there's that vibe. I don't think we get a full history of them, but they're no. acquainted. That's They're for acquainted.
1: Sure. He is their physician.
0: Yep. Very well acquainted with the father, in fact. So, he's like his main physician. Uh, they chat a bit, and then, yeah, they run into the gaggle of women who kind of try it, to It's Alan's down,
1: mom and his sister, and yeah, his mom's down, a dickwad. You
0: know, <laughs> super dickwad. Uh, she makes that very Shelley comment, but they're also talking about this new baronet, baronet. that's uh, around. And then she's like, <laughs> what does she say about the baronet? She
1: says baronets are, um, they're basically, like, low-key, like, nouveau rich who... Um, Run off
0: from their land,
1: run off of their land, and make money off of other people doing stuff on their land. Yeah. Um. But so if, let's see, specifically, tell me. I wonder what the difference is between like a baron and a baronet. (laughs) Baron (laughs) Junior. Baron Light. Baron Light. The precise quality of this dignity is not fully determined and hold, holding some holding it to the head of the nobile minoris, while others, again, rank baronets as the low, lo, lowest of the nobiles majoris because their honor, like that of higher nobility, is both hereditary and created by patent.
0: They're shitty barons.
1: They are shitty barons. They've
0: inherited the baron title. So they're just kind of like... They're soft. Boys. It is. Yeah,
1: it's not a peerage. Um, so yeah, it does seem like it's again. It it's it's sort of a no, nouveau riche. It it's not. Um, it's not. It does not hold the same weight as other titles. But because it's hereditary, it is noble enough, basically. Yeah. Enough. So yeah, they are twittering about about the baronet. And again, in in America, we don't have that sort of thing. So I see that even like you know even something sort of low ranking like a baronet, these socialites are like, oh, twitterfated. So I think that, you know they they really don't care if he's low ranking. They're no. like. They're like, like,
0: ooh, he has a title. He
1: has a title. Good enough.
0: He dances well. He he
1: dances so well. And she goes to the
0: publisher. uh, publisher,
1: And this also gives me Little Women vibes with Jo March. You know, when she tries to get her stuff published, they're like. I was thinking of
0: Pretty Women.
1: (laughs) The Pretty Woman.
0: Walking down. I was like, "Hmm, I remember a different movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, Little Women. Oh my God, that's funny. you know that, that's again it's sort of a thing where women who want to get pu- like it's a story trope women who want to get published they are often told like well why don't you add a romance women can write romance that's how and my, she's <laughs>
0: that's how my mom got it yes. that, that, yeah got to write a romance I'd say
1: and I like her dad we get to meet her dad afterwards and you know he's very supportive I like him a lot he's he, he gives off very warm vibes mm-hmm. I like the dad a lot um he's seems like he has he loves his daughter wants to spoil her give her the
0: world supports her in her endeavor when they have dinner together he was like well it didn't work out i was hoping to give this in a cel- as a celebratory, celebratory
1: gift. gift he gives her a very nice fountain pen
0: very fancy like a little it looked goldish you know mm. it's
1: a fancy little fountain pen and she's like oh thank you i really love it but i was gonna use a typewriter.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: he, was, he seems a little just dis- d- down, downhearted about it. Um, but you know, he is very
0: He's still very supportive.
1: He's very supportive. Um I also She keeps the pen is, around too, so I mean like, it's a nice token. I think this is also like the first time we like I love not the first time. I love her little glasses.
0: Yeah, she has cute glasses. She has cute
1: little glasses. She's a little nerd. And she heads to his office to use his little typewriter. jacks. this is also where I think we get the first like. No, this is not the first, but we get a couple Looney Tune like fade in yes, and outs. So I think I, it's, I love it. They it made give, me laugh. It so gives much. me like an old timey vibe. I
0: I mean I just think it's so dated at this but point. It's like what that's.
1: Is this kind 2000? of a gimmick. I,
0: but it's 2015. Why I don't are we doing this in a movie still?
1: I don't care cuz for me, to me again, it just feels
0: like we have no other way to transition this.
1: I I think it was a choice. I personally think it was a choice and I loved the choice. All right. So that's how that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. So I think it's she's, lazy. <laughs> she's, at, she's at her father's office and using his typewriter, and it's gonna, she's like, it's gonna take a while. But um, then in comes Tom Hiddlebooty, bottom, but emphasis on butt. <laughs> but we'll get to Hiddleston, it. <laughs> uh, who is Thomas Sharp, and he is said baronet, and she doesn't. Again, she just kind of doesn't like him at the very be- at the very outset. She's not a super fan of him, and you know she's like, "Do you have an appointment with him?" And he's like, "Yes, but uh, you know she he's she's like, if you're late, like he'll be mad." And he's like, "Oh well, I'm a little early," and she's like, "He hates that too."
0: <laughs> there's no <laughs> there's, pleasing this. Man. There is.
1: There's no pleasing these uh, either of them, <laughs> Edith, Edith, and her father, and um. So he, we find out that he has some mines in England on his family's land. Yep. And some Al- of
0: alderdale hall
1: yes and some of them some of the mines have collapsed but he is trying to revive the mining because it has red clay and he believes that red clay can be uh, it could be a very useful resource and he Powerful wants to building
0: material correct
1: and he's her father is like an architect
0: yeah so he's like, interesting.
1: He's interested. She does come. It's really funny because her dad says, I saw you spying on us. She just walks right into the room. Yeah, it's not really spying. <laughs> it's not really spying. Yeah. Um, but he also has created this little contraption and he has a little toy version of it to it's show. A, it's
0: a little model to give proof of concept. Of a um, He's kind of locomotive.
1: rude. Dad's kind of rude about the proof of concept. He's like, all you have here is a so toy. You and you like, to
0: full scale? I'm like,
1: you have to start with a proof of concept. Well, I mean, I think it's a little
0: bit fair to say we don't know if, like, something yeah. up to full scale can handle the stress of continuous labor like this. That's true. And Managing the, what would probably be better if he was to sell it, would have been to have something on more of a medium-sized scale or to be able to, like, stress test some components at least yeah anyway i don't so, this part too much
1: yeah so so dad is like
0: i love this part this is so fucking funny like, so me.
1: you <laughs> if you go ahead
0: okay so he's like it's like edinburgh milan and somewhere else It's like you've been there before. Now you're here. Oh,
1: London! It's London, London, Edinburgh, Edinburgh,
0: Milan, and now you're you're here. here. It's like no one else will give you money. Money. (laughs) And then he like grabs his hands. Is like it's like I want you to feel my hands. Feel these hands. They're rough hands.
1: I've worked hard to (laughs) get where I am. Your hands are the softest hands I've ever felt.
0: When when you came in here with your soft little hands. (laughs) I just thought that was so funny. Um, Emily made a comment. Emily was watching this movie with me and she commented like, why is like stereotypical like businessman acumen just down to like, weird allegories and being like machissimo and I'm like it still kind of is, is yeah, <laughs> you know it's like there's still this sort of like ah, business ah, kind of like <laughs> you tribal say, <laughs> <other> like, <laughs>
1: you've mentioned primal this
0: version of you've this.
1: mentioned this and I was just like what
0: <laughs> it's primal business uh, acumen you know
1: oh my gosh I guess so
0: that's what you... I feel like that's kind of what it is <laughs>
1: so he is like he's like nah i'm not giving you money flash flash forward he he, um he daddy is going to a party at i what is his fucking name what is what is what is mcmichael such a funny little name, McMichael. Uh, so the McMichaels <laughs> are having a party and dad is going, Edith is staying home. Cause she's not like other girls. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm being kind of hard on that, but like, I love this movie. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just so everybody knows, but it, it does have, she has a little bit of, I'm not like other girls sort of going on. Um, and she's like, I don't, I don't wanna go. I'm not going to the party. And Alan comes to pick up daddy. And I something that I like is I think Alan, like, he likes her, obviously. But I kind of like that there is a sort of like friendship intimacy, but you can definitely tell she's not interested.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just
1: the way that she's like talking, she's like to him, she's like, please don't let him drink too much. Like, I th- like it was just this sort of like soft intimacy, but very much like take care of my dad you're my friend yeah
0: yeah. (laughs) and not um kind of more of like a sibling vibe yes yes i'd like there's some really close siblings in this movie
1: (laughs) um that's yes we'll get to that they go to the party it's down there's a it's like a downpour they get into alan's little car and he's like oh she's you know alan's like she's so stubborn and dad's like it's fine. I like it that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, he probably doesn't have to worry too much. If suitors come clanking along, she's probably like, I would rather be with my pen and my books than with a boy. Yeah. So he's probably like, I don't know what to deal with that.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I'm good. Exactly. And
1: honestly, she's his only child. Like, I know that women, you know, should probably like the whole thing is like, oh, women want to get married and whatever, but he's probably going to leave everything to her. So he's not worried about her. I don't think. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's yeah. like, if she is a spinster, like, if that's what she wants, like, that's okay. He doesn't have the same sort of drive that other fathers do in media from this time, where it's like, you have to get married. Yeah, he's that's, very, like, not uh, even...
0: He's very progressive in, in that respect.
1: Yeah. Know? And again, I think it's... It, it. He just really seems to just want whatever she wants Mm -hmm. yeah and i think that's what happens when you're an only daughter (laughs) sometimes (laughs) sometimes you get spoiled um She's laying in her bed and she's, you know, doing her... She's drawing, drawing, writing. (laughs) She's drawing little drawings. She's making a... She's drawing
0: symbols.
1: (laughs) The world's first comic book. Um, (laughs) That's how
0: Watchmen started.
1: Yes. She wrote Watchmen. The maid comes in...
0: Old school. No, it would be the detective comics. Yes. The
1: maid comes in and she's like, hey, um... Um, Mr. Thomas Sharp is here and she's like, What?
0: Well, before that, who comes rap a tap tapping on her bedroom door?
1: Oh, the ghost.
0: Yeah. I
1: forgot about the who ghost. You forgot about the ghost. That's a great question. if I'm a dumbass. So, yeah, so there is a rap tap tapping ghost. Yeah. <laughs> There's a ghost.
0: And it's uh, it's the ghost of Edith's dead mother mm-hmm. hanging in a hall. And she's being all creepy with her fingers. And uh, Edith closes the door and says, this what is, do you want? I
1: actually really like, something yeah. that I like about Edith is I buy the fact that she believes in them because she talks to the ghosts a lot. She does. She's she, scared of them.
0: She is terrified, but, but she, she does. She kind reach of gets.
1: Out. Yeah, she gets the vibe that they just want something from her.
0: Yeah. They as want to scary as they are, they're yeah. not going to
1: hurt her, but it's still scary.
0: Spooky as hell. So yeah,
1: the, I like this scene where yeah she close you know she closes the door and she's like what, what do you want what do you want from me
0: and then the uh, the ghost pops through the door, grabs her, and says,
1: beware of cozy mm-hmm. peak. And
0: then she disappears. And then the maid comes, comes in and says, ah, uh, that freaky little Loki guy is outside.
1: <laughs> Freaky little Loki boy is outside.
0: Don't let him in. <laughs> Tell him to go away. He's insisting. He's he's not leaving.
1: <laughs> and it's so weird because like they really only had like one kind of interaction. Yeah, and um, she
0: was pretty standoff. She
1: was pretty standoffish, but like I think like they they kind of when she was like listening to his proposal, they kind of caught eyes.
0: Yeah, and it's also you know? very you know he's up to something. He's trying to. It seems clear he's trying to leverage. The relationship, you know, for to get that sweet, sweet startup money. Money, yeah. That's he, sweet money.
1: Yeah, he's like, "What you doing here?" And she's like, "Uh, what do you mean? What am I doing here? Uh I live here. What are you doing here? Aren't you supposed to be at the McMichael's party? It's like all the way across town. Like you're in the wrong spot. You're very lost." And he's like, "But you should come with me." I am, and I need your
0: help. <laughs> come on with me.
1: Come on with me. Come to the
0: party and she does Yep. well well, the line is is like would you rather do that than stay in this house all by yourself she like looks back upstairs and she's like i did just see See a ghost
1: (laughs) i kind of do like that that's also sort of an inciting incident for her to leave it makes it believable because i think that she probably would have turned him down otherwise yeah but you know being like I think it's really, Yeah, you, you know, know what, what? You're you're right. You know what?
0: If it wasn't for the fucking ghost showing up the second time, she probably would have stayed home and none of this would, would have, have
1: happened. happened. So the ghost fucked up. Mom, you fucked up. <sighs> Mom. I wonder... So you could also probably be like, is everything just set in motion and the ghost are just trying to...
0: Like steer her steer her like away. There have been some other way that Thomas would have anyway.
1: Yeah, so they go to the part. So the piano is being played darkly by Lucille Sharp, who is his sister, played by Jessica Chastain. Yeah. And boy, oh, boy, is she just like she's so good in this movie. Yeah, she's great. The, I think the cast, brilliant, excellent. I think the acting is great, and uh, so yeah, she is darkly like it. It seemed kind of dark, like what it's not something she, like light and airy.
0: <laughs> she was playing a very famous piece, and I can't remember it, but I've heard other people play it before, and it's a really complicated one.
1: Yeah, so um, she's showing off, is what you're telling like me. Off, yeah, yeah. So, um, I think I say so a lot in this episode. Cut all of my so's.
0: I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I will be doing this for hours. Fuck you. No.
1: Miss <laughs> <laughs> McMichael is loving. I ch- leave all my
0: um, and likes. <laughs> Cause it's too hard.
1: Miss yeah, <laughs> <laughs> McMichael, Mrs. McMichael is like obsessed with her guests at this point. Like she is all over Lucille and Lucille is like, sure. I'm here for it. Um, and they're I'm waiting. Uh, Lucille is straight up a spinster
0: yeah yeah she is like
1: she is straight up and I think it's really interesting that nobody kind of gives a fuck about that but also at the same time like Miss McMichael is oh right. they're foreign <laughs> they are foreign and she's trying to get her daughter in Lucille's brother's pants so yeah. you know she's like I'm a kiss up this is gonna be my daughter's in-law like I'm here for it uh, in walks Thomas Sharp with Edith Cushing on his arm. And she looks so good. She
0: does look pretty good, yeah. She dressed up really uh, quick. The one
1: thing that I think is that I don't like is, like, her. she has, like, a cream dress on, and it's laced up with black, and there's, like, no other black accents. I probably would have done that differently, maybe. But... Regardless, Um, Guillermo's
0: crying right now. I don't even... He's in (laughs) this giant mansion next to his exorcist statue, and he's sobbing.
1: (laughs) I want to know who did the costumes on this movie. I... Oh, that's... I was not...
0: Totoro-san himself.
1: (laughs) I was actually thinking... Oh, she's only... She has not done a lot. She did. She did, Crimson Peak and Mortal Engines. Her name is Kate Hawley. How Hawley? I was thinking, Loki gave me Margaret Atwood vibes. Margaret Atwood,
0: the Iron Lady.
1: <laughs>
0: what? Oh, sorry, Margaret Thatcher.
1: <laughs> Colleen Atwood.
0: Colleen. Colleen Atwood. Atwood.
1: Uh, I thought it was Colleen Atwood. Margaret Atwood is the author of The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs>
0: I thought that was it. I thought, like, Margaret Atwood was somebody else. So
1: You can keep that in if you want me to look like an idiot. <laughs> um, oh, don't worry.
0: <laughs> we don't need to keep that in to make you look, look like, like an that. idiot. Uh, so, we have fun here.
1: <laughs> we do have so much fun here. The, the McMichaels are like, what are you doing here? And... Th- I, you know, social etiquette would dictate, like, you should normally give a host heads up if you're coming unannounced. Right. So she's like, I'm so sorry. Um, you know, I, I know if there's not room for me. She's like, oh, no, everyone has its place, and I'm sure we'll find yours, and we'll put you there.
0: The small dig.
1: small dig. Um, but the best part after that is... She's like, oh, Mr. Sharp, the baronet Sharp wants to give us, or Sir, it'd be Sir Sharp. Sir Sharp wants to show, you know, show us how to properly do a waltz. British style, English style, something like that. And uh, you take your
0: baked beans and your sausage.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He, uh, I think it's really cool because they're actually servants kind of moving around and it's, you know, it's kind of cool because it shows that they're kind of transforming the space to move from this parlor style, part of the party to the dance portion. Yeah. yeah. And he gets a candle and he's like, when you're to dancing a proper waltz, the perfect, waltz. the perfect waltz, the lead dancer should be able to hold a candle and the flame will not go out. And he said, of course that also requires the perfect partner and miss Atwood's dog, McMichael Atwood I'm I'm losing it Miss McMichael's daughter is like they're like and he immediately turns to Edith and is like you're it
0: (laughs) get up in this (laughs) and she's
1: like hell no I think there was an audible gasp because everybody I think everyone in town knows that um The McMichaels are kind of betting on this relationship with the Sharps to pan out. Yeah, yeah. And Lucille is kind of like... Lucille did talk to Thomas, and she's like, now is the time. And then she's just sort of like, what are you doing?
0: You dipshit. (laughs) You dipshit. (laughs) So
1: they are up to something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're definitely up to something. That's kind of not a secret. But... Lucille starts to play the piano, and they start to dance. And the, the, it's interesting because the flame does waver. <laughs> I okay. think that's that, realistic, but that it never.
0: That flame it, straight up like would have gone out if it wasn't for the, um, it being you know a prop candle. <laughs> well,
1: that that yes, and that's sort of like the the thing is like oh it almost go, oh but it's so smooth yeah yeah oh, so it works it's yeah. fine but it it did it did look for a second i was like jackson's gonna be like it went out i mean like watching it i was just like it, no it would have been this, more this wouldn't
0: work like honestly
1: it would be more like it went out it just fucking went out look Every, at that everybody
0: would have been ah! <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, they, they the have magic a lo- of cinema. No,
1: they have a lovely like... little dance. They do a little dance, falling in love. Yeah. S- straight falling. Like she's yeah, she is falling fast and hard, it seems <laughs> like.
0: Then my wife is cackling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I was just like, hello. They are they kind of start seeing each other. Yeah, they go on picnics.
0: Hang and out, a bit.
1: Lucille kind of hangs out too, and on she's
0: with Lucille. Creepy Lucille as hell.
1: is creepy as hell. Yeah, there's a scene where like these ants are eating a butterfly, and she talks about how there are moths. At, Pretty things
0: at, are so fragile at Abadale. Huh? Hall, We have. Black moths that are resilient. <laughs> like okay,
1: mm-hmm. so they are kind of.
0: They're really hitting it off.
1: They're hitting it off, and Not Lucille is kind of like, you've deviated from the plan. Oh, Lucille, too, he's too about to de- he's about to deviate
0: hard. Hardcore.
1: Hard. They the Cushings are having a dinner party. Yep. And one of the things that we also, because this relationship is blossoming, Edith's father hires a PI who digs up some not so great stuff about the Sharps. And at this dinner party, he calls, because Thomas is going to propose with a ring that we have seen Lucille wear. And Lucille was like, it is my ring.
0: (laughs) Yeah,
1: <laughs> I will be getting it back. I want it back. I want it back. Okay. He's going to propose. And right before he can, Daddy is like, hey, I want to see you and my sister in my office. Meet him inside. Meet him inside. Meet him. Meet him inside.
0: So uh, in the background, uh, Daddy has gone and hired a private I detective. S- I said that. Oh, you did?
1: <laughs>
0: uh, I blacked out. He-
1: you really did? Yes.
0: Sorry, I was focused on, like, making sure the food got in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Daddy then has the, he shows them what he's found, what the private eye has found. I've got your secrets. I've got, I got your the receipts. Secret. We do not know what they are, but basically he is like, I'm going to cut you a check. You're going to get on a train. You're
0: you're going to
1: fuck off back back to England. You're going to go back to very
0: old England.
1: That's number one. Number two is break my daughter's heart.
0: Unnecessary, I think.
1: Unnecessary. Absolutely. But he's probably wants. Assurance. Assurance that she's going to forget him. Like if he breaks her heart she'll she might be sad now she but she's gonna be flipping him off when she walks by the porch
0: true thinking she's, of him
1: going across the ocean he
0: does say she's stubborn so maybe he thinks that she'd
1: do or go something. after him yeah,
0: go thinking after him.
1: like something must have happened i just have to i have to yeah right and it's so they go back to the dinner party and he's like ah The Sharps have some news to share. And his news is like, we will be returning to England to take care of our affairs, to long, long, happy lives and lasting friendships. And she is devastated. Edith is devastated. And she leaves... And he follows her. She's heading up the stairs. And he's like, shall I, you know, she's like, you didn't tell me you were leaving. He's like, shall I return your manuscript? She's like, that's not what we're having a conversation about. And then he just like, like, Drives right into her with yeah, like... Yeah, it's like,
0: let me tell you about it. You suck. You suck.
1: You know nothing of love. You are just an ch- innocent, uh, spoiled, spoiled child. little child, naive, who knows nothing of the world. Like he's like and
0: laying a- in in front of everybody. Everybody her, like so. starts
1: coming out and she slaps him. Yeah. <laughs> she slaps him and he turns, uh, she runs upstairs. He turns to look at her father and he's like, you happy? Did I do it good enough, Dad? Did I do it good enough, Dad? Did I do it good enough, Dad? Do your
0: rough hands approve?
1: Do your rough hands approve of me?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I imagine those boardroom meetings are going. It's like, "Mm, uh, Mm -hmm. should we'll invest in the the contractors because of their rough hands. Everybody agrees.
1: (laughs) The next morning... Dad is about to take a bath in what looks to be a like I can't figure out where he is. It's a social club. It is. Thank you. I was yeah. like, where
0: the fuck is he? Yeah, so this is um this is a, a, a bygone era of the past here, but like social clubs used to be huge among sort of the like elite. Big with business folks. They still exist to some extent in major cities. Like um, an example is the Arlington Club in Portland, which my dad likes to go to. Um, Oregon? Yeah, Oregon. Okay. Um, basically, yeah, it's like you can you can like hang out there. Sometimes they have hotel rooms you can sleep at. This one mm. uh, has like a spa kind of bath God, situation.
1: Makes so much more sense now. Usually
0: A lot of good rooms you can hang out in, food, drink, plate. It's basically a networking location.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much because I was like, why does their... Number one, I'm like, why does their house have like three sinks? Yeah. Number two... Why doesn't she know what just happened to her dad? So this makes a lot more sense. So he is—he's got his some servants around. It's playing um, yeah, this lovely Irish rose, something like that, uh, on the gramophone, and he is about to shave his little beard a little bit just clean it up, and he hears a so, noise—some scuttling—some scuttling around, and uh, he. Gets murdered.
0: Oh, he gets more he's than like, murdered. So that
1: was it. Was it was
0: bad? He like picks. He like his razor drops. Uh, he picks it up. And he's kind of like bent down. Somebody comes up behind, behind him, him, grabs his head, and starts smashing it into, into the, the sink.
1: sink so hard the sink breaks,
0: and so hard that parts of his face rip off, and you can see his skull exposed underneath.
1: And. We don't know who it is but whoever they are they look to be a sharply dressed man in black
0: they look like a loki type
1: they look like a loki type put yeah. a pin in that actually uh, back at the cushing house edith is mourning the loss of this budding relationship probably the only one she will ever want to have right and the maid comes in and she's like, The man, you know, manuscript, your, your manuscript has been returned by Mr. Sh- or Sir Sharp. You know, shall I put it here? She's like, Yes. She's like, The letter as well. And she's like, Perks up. She's like, A letter? Yes. So the maid goes, she starts to read the letter and he confesses. He's like, I'm, you know. I
0: did it because your dad told me. I
1: did me it because your dad told me to break your heart. He gave me an ultimatum and he paid me off to do it. Um, so she goes to the hotel. She, you know, he's like, by the time you read this, I'll be gone. Yeah. She goes to... It's not a hotel. It's kind
0: of... It's a hotel.
1: Yeah. It's a hotel. Um, and they're gone. Yep. The, the maids are like, they left early this morning and she's distraught and she's crying. And then who's there in the distance? It's me. It's Tom. Thomas. And they
0: Lucille went off ahead.
1: Yeah, Lucille went off ahead. He's like, I couldn't I couldn't be away from you.
0: Yeah.
1: I could not. And they kiss. Yep. Like they kiss. Oh, they There's kiss. like saliva. <laughs> I'm like, this is this is very it's a wet um, Where are we? <laughs> oh they, they're making wet a kiss. wet kiss. So they have a wet kiss. And then as they're leaving, there there's her lawyer who we've seen. We saw him. He was in the meeting with. He was he was in the meeting where um.
0: he was in the boardroom. Yeah, the
1: boardroom, which arr, arr, arr. it was actually really funny because the dad made a slight at him. He's like, yeah. you know, we all worked hard to get where we are. Well, we all, except for the lawyer. <laughs> and the lawyer was lawyer, just sort of like, excuse me. Um. <laughs> so he's like, he brings her to the morgue because her father's been. Found dead. It's like, and I need
0: you to confirm You have to body, identify the body. Even though it's totally him. Yeah.
1: It's a legal thing.
0: Yeah, it's a legal thing.
1: And Alan shows up as well. He's like, you don't have to look. And they're like, no, she has to look. And yeah. she, she kind of resolves herself to look. Yeah. This scene... She has a
0: bit of a mental break.
1: This scene broke my heart. It's
0: very sad.
1: Because she sees him and she's like is visibly upset but then as alan wants to like look a little closer she's like don't touch him like that she's like that's my father he's turning 16 oh my god i'm gonna he's like he's turning 60 next week he doesn't he doesn't like to dress his you know he just likes to dress this way so it hides his age and then you know she feels him and he's like he's so cold and she like covers him and i i told allegra this because she didn't watch it with me and she's like you knew I wouldn't like it, watching it. Why are you telling me it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's very sad. It's, a, it's and it stands so up.
1: sad. It's um, so sad. And um,
0: cut to a funeral.
1: Cut to the funeral. And Lucille and Tom. No. Yeah. Mm. No, Lucille's not there. I'm sorry. Alan is there yep. across. And he makes eye contact with Thomas. And he just nods. And he's holding
0: Edith, Edith, and Edith and we, we pan panned down.
1: That, She's got that big ass red ruby ass ring. Yeah, they are engaged to be wed. I was. I, I kind of wonder
0: how he uh, popped the question.
1: I imagine. Very
0: uh, bad timing. It feels like. I,
1: I, I imagine know. that like he he probably stayed with her and was like i can't offer you much but i want to offer you my love and support yeah, and yeah. will you let me take care of you in your father's absence something like that
0: mm, yeah you that's, know, a one. that's a good way. that's a good sort of like yeah.
1: t- t- tactfully being like i i don't want you to be alone in this world that's like, straight allow from me your to-
0: book right yes yeah okay yeah
1: that's, yeah. you know, that's the good guy type. The other one was the bad boy. <laughs> we have the bad boy, uh, which is just sort of like, <laughs> find a woman who can't take care of herself and coerce her and her daughter into moving in with you. <laughs> Blackmail oh <my> her. <laughs> Impregnate her. Get your next of kin. Oh my gosh. Um, this one is just... I mean we'll get bag yourself we're an gonna, heiress question mark
0: yeah we're just gonna this is gonna be the title of the episode bag yourself an heiress the personas of the pickup artist <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool.
1: so we very quickly just go to england we just sort of yada 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 over the wedding we don't need to fucking sit around for that's the not boat ride. yeah the, no no wedding no boat or ride there. are married
0: how the they traveled now back sh- in the she day, is now
1: edith sharp
0: running into an iceberg or something <laughs>
1: near far
0: (laughs) (laughs) we're at two hours oh god that's
1: fine keep going keep going what's next where am I (laughs) we're at the house we're at the house we go yeah we're at the house and the the, servant's a little cagey when he's like oh um you know this is my wife and he's like I know you've been married a while and she's like What? what and he's like I don't know he's old don't worry about <laughs> he's <a freak>. it. <laughs> and then a little doggy runs up. Oh, a little doggie. Gross little dog. And Jackson texts me, "Does the dog die?" And I sent him does the dog die.com. Go-
0: we'll get to it.
1: <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, if you ever want to know if an animal dies in a movie, does the dog die.com. Yeah. It answers all your questions. And she's like, "Can we keep it?" And he's like, "Sure." Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, not? sure. You kind of get the vibe that like he will, like, against his better judgment, crumble like wet cardboard <laughs> for whatever she wants to do. Yeah, yeah, you know? very much so. Which I think is why shit hits the fan so he's, aggressively. He's a bit because of a simp guy. Yeah, he, and I think that's a part of the reason why Lucille is just sort of like, okay, we have a con, and you're just simping over this girl. It's
0: like you're fucking it up, man. You're fucking
1: it up, and that he kind of does just... Fuck it all up. Yeah. Um, which is probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> Lucille comes back from the post office and she's got a big old ring of keys.
0: Yep. Big ol' ring of keys. Big
1: old ring of keys.
0: They're settling in, checking out the house. It's busted as fuck.
1: Yeah, it's it's busted. It's busted. Like, but it's so cool Super, looking.
0: It's very cool looking. Your
1: allergies just already. It looks so
0: dusty. <laughs> it looks so gross.
1: She it's like, thinks... I
0: wouldn't survive in this house. I my I would sneeze my skull out of your Yes, <laughs> you
1: would. You'd become a ghost by sneezing your skull out of your body. <laughs> she thinks that she sees someone. This is actually before, um, before lucille comes back she thinks she sees a woman and she like in the elevator she finds an elevator yeah and he's like don't go to, you know he finds her and he's like hey don't go down there like it's dangerous um it goes to the clay pits it goes to the clay pits and that's when uh lucille comes in and edith tries to kind of extend an olive branch and she's like i want this house to be warm and full of friendship and there's a part of me that's like,
0: it I, feels like cool, 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 cool. <laughs> I, th- th-
1: there's an alternate univ There's an alternate fanfic ending where they all bang. Yeah, there's like that's a, where you are. She's like, okay, yeah, you know what? I agree. I like her. Like, sure, whatever, fine. She can join our group. <laughs> she can be the sandwich. Um, it's fine. Oh gosh. <laughs> So, is she
0: one of the bread slices, or is she the pickle?
1: I mean, one would hope that she's the pickle, but honestly, she's probably a bread slice. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Based on the way Lucille acts, but you know, I think that Lucille, in my fanfic, she is up for anything at that point, and um, we can switch it around.
0: Be on the lookout for these dojin <laughs> coming out soon.
1: I do have an Ao3 account. Oh, no. <laughs> mostly for reading than anything else but anyway
0: (laughs) mostly for reading and porn (laughs) (laughs) Uh.
1: there are lots of the mines are red as fuck by the way they're
0: red yeah Yeah. red clay very red everything is super red the house is sinking apparently something
1: that i also really like is when we see lucille go over to the um the fireplace it's oozing yeah using yeah, red i i was telling allegra something that i like is the fact that they gave a narrative and like practical purpose for the house to be fucking weeping yeah, pretty much yeah and seeping
0: that, and i and, and throughout it also is like the east wind as they say always is like whipping through the house and making
1: it sound like the house is moaning so it's like the house is bleeding yeah and it's like pain it's like it's it's death rattle basically and i i love it
0: and it's it's so what's also cool it's like i love the color scheme inside of the house deep deep reds everywhere and green like Kind of actually, it's very similar to the satin green dress mm-hmm. um, and that Ophelia wears.
1: Again, you can tell Guillermo del Toro has like a signature style. He's
0: got a very interesting color palette. Oh, and we didn't mention it either. This whole <laughs> movie has this weird orangish filter on it the entire time. Kind of reminds me of the scenes in Breaking Bad when they're in Mexico.
1: Are you sure that that wasn't just something wrong with your TV? Because that is not how I experienced this movie.
0: <laughs> I was watching it on Netflix. So was I. You didn't have like this orange kind of like hue to it? Bullshit. No. All right, look it up.
1: Oh my God.
0: Was there a filter?
1: No. How'd you, were you on your TV?
0: I was on my TV, I was on Netflix. It never does this for anything else.
1: I mean, it's warm tones. But I wouldn't yeah. call it like a orange filter. It's orangish. It's a warm filter. <laughs> like, it's right, film like it's a warm. warm. Okay, filter. fine.
0: When they're outside, everything looks orange.
1: I mean, okay, yeah, I guess I get what you're saying. Oh, I guess. <laughs> no. There's the outside. Right. It's fine. Whatever. Anyway, just cut all of that. No. <laughs> Why? Don't make me look antagonistic.
0: <laughs> this is the natural trajectory of the podcast.
1: <laughs> I need to go through my villain arc.
0: Uh, no, we, we have to become antagonists. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then we'll become stronger than ever. It will all resolve. Yeah,
1: they give her this tea that's made from fire thorn berries and it's just a, he's like it's it's just this
0: tea is ass
1: yeah she's like it's bad he's like but it's very cold here it's good for you it's very good for you she's she's feel like you can tell she's kind of uncomfortable and
0: it. and he, he's making the putting her best face on he's you know, like why don't
1: time. you take a bath and yeah. he's like you know when you turn the bath on it's gonna run red <laughs> and it's, it's just like it's the it's clay. clay don't worry it's just the clay just the clay and i will be clear she does take a bath and this yep. is her f- first ghost experience in the bathtub
0: in the bath well you mean
1: she's in the bathtub and she's throwing oh, she gets a lot of yeah yeah she's okay. so the dog is with her and she's throwing this ball and it's going and it gets the ball and it brings it back to her and she's like oh you're so good and she throws it again and it it comes back to her without the ball and she's like okay and then the ball just come like rolls rolls in in. and she gets out of the tub and is like (laughs) she's like no not more ghosts
0: guess what it's a ghost it's a ghost
1: (laughs) and this it comes like is this the one that comes like kind of up out of the
0: it's, it kind of peeks from the corner yep. and it's like, it's walking behind her and she's like putting on her clothes and then this is shrieks.
1: This is similar to like the pale man yeah. where it's kind of,
0: it has a similar movement style. Yeah.
1: And the, just the way that it's behind her. Like, yeah. so I, I like that sort of thing. It's also is very similar to like Pennywise as the old lady.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Like scootling by. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's. It's unsettling.
0: I always think that's funny uh, when Pennywise is the old lady and he scoodles back because I always cut his because his arms do a weird thing. It kind of looks like she's flossing. <laughs> it does? I bet there's a Pennywise uh, skin in Fortnite.
1: <laughs> I hope so. It would be great.
0: <laughs> Missed opportunity if not. <laughs> but anyway, so it's shrieks. And then she turns around and it's gone. Yeah, first ghost experience.
1: First, first ghost experience. House. Ten out of ten would not recommend. They recommend.
0: What the the kind of like as a, just sort of a lot of scenes of just living within the house. Yeah, living know? in the
1: house. So some of the, she is going to. Um. He wants to. He's like, can I? Can we use some of your father's fortune to fund the machine? She does like come to him to like sort of talk about the ghost experience, and yeah. he's just he's outside with the machine and his servants, the people working for him, and he's just sort of like, he's like, go talk to Lucille. She's like, I don't, I don't want to talk to Lucille about this. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to talk to Lucille, and his he he's obviously frustrated because he makes a dumb mistake and like burns his hand.
0: Yeah. 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 Like, like, yeah. So
1: she brings him inside and is bandaging him up. I they have that. some very yeah. tender moments. There's mm-hmm. this one. And then there's also another one in his up in the attic in his workshop where he, you know, she comes in and like, it's very sweet. Yeah. Um, but in this, in this, um, instance, he is like he explains that um, you know one of the things that happens in the winter because he's like we're never gonna get this done by winter time we're gonna have to shut everything down and we're not gonna make any progress Snowden. we're gonna get snowed in and he's like the red will seep up from the mines the um, the clay will and stains the snow red and that's why they call it crimson peak and she was like hold up <laughs> <laughs> what, what? <laughs> record scratch she's like. What? And he's like Crimson Peak. She's like no. That's what they call? Um the the next time when when they sort of have another moment, it's upstairs in the attic, like I mentioned. He's got he's all like wrapped up, and I'm like he looks so good, like with like his just kind of dressed down with this shawl on him, and I'm like I want to bring him a cup of tea. <laughs> not that uh, tea though. No, not that tea. So. She comes up and they kind of have a, a, a little make outy moment. Yeah. With all the really weird doll heads everywhere. Yeah. Literally. He he used to carve toys for Lucille. We fu- we did find out that um they spent a lot of time in the attic their mother it's it's like flowers in the attic
0: very much so very
1: much the mom was just sort of like again children should be seen not heard (laughs) (laughs) you know what this is flowers in the attic this is straight up i was
0: thinking that this is straight up flowers
1: in the attic (laughs) um i did read that book and i started the second one there's like five of them
0: emily loves that book for some reason
1: (laughs) oh no oh no (laughs) they start making out with all these weird doll heads everywhere, and uh, Lucille comes in and cock blocks the fuck out of she them. She comes
0: running in. She's yeah. like, if if she had uh, she was an engine, you know, she'd be like, you could hear her revving, room, road. it's like screaming in there, slamming we, that tea. We on did the also. Uh,
1: we do find out at one point that. Um. Edith and Thomas have not consummated their marriage yet. He was very respectful of her mourning.
0: I Um, had that question. I was like, haven't they fucked
1: yet? No, they haven't. And they have not. They have not. Which Lucille was kind of like, huh. Okay, but yeah, Lucille seems to just love coming in and like interrupting
0: ruining those them. moments. Yeah, yeah,
1: ruining it, cock block extraordinaire. Tease here, Tea's here, and again, she's still drinking that fucking fire thorn berry tea, and she, I, we get the, like when we first see her nightgown, I'm like, holy shit, it's big big sleeves, big everything. Big sleeves, and big you know, collar. he, he tells her like, Hey, um, or cause he tries to like reassure her like each night, but she starts waking up and he's not there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like the first night she sleeps full, like the first couple nights, it seems like she sleeps all the way through the night, mm-hmm. but then she starts waking up like in the middle of, of of the night and he's not there. And yeah, she tries to f- find him,
0: and she ends up getting into the basement, finding a mysterious locked uh, mm-hmm. chest with the yeah. initials E S on it. E
1: S and, and the
0: the uh, a trunk
1: that says like there's another part that says Anola.
0: Yeah. Very mysterious. She
1: also has some other ghost experiences. There is a woman with a hatchet, or it appears to be a woman with a hatchet in her head in the bathtub. Yep. That chases her. And
0: fun times.
1: Yes. And she There's also a
0: lady that comes uh
1: she out goes, of the floor. <laughs> yeah, she gets into the linen closet and she finds some wax cylinders. Yeah. That have recordings on them. And there is a ghost in there as well. Yep. So she's having these experiences. One of the nights, she just freaks out and, like, goes to... Uh, she starts screaming, and both Thomas and Lucille don't know where they come from. They come out of nowhere, and they're just sort of like, Oh, my God, are you okay? And she's like, There's there's a thing. There's a ghost. There's, there's something. I've seen something. And they're yeah. both just sort of like... It's okay, you know. Lucille's kind of like it's okay. She's just,
0: just freaked out. She's
1: just freaked out. Here, she's like, have some tea. She's like, you were sleepwalking. Here, have some tea, and oh. she starts getting weird about the tea.
0: Yeah, she's like, you, you know, Lucille's always there with a cup of tea, with
1: a cup of tea, and she's also, also been. The tea she's also been coughing up blood.
0: Yeah. So first sign that something's not right. Well, I mean, if you're coughing blood, you're dead. Uh, you're, you're probably problem She's like, uh, dying. <laughs> and her mom
1: died from black cholera. Yeah, yeah. She's like, this is not good. <laughs> 10 out of 10, not good. No bueno. So uh, he decides, I'm going to take her
0: to the, to the We're going to go to the post get office. Get some fresh air. Or... some
1: fresh air. Lucille was like, fine. What? At first, she's like, no. And he's like, just let me do it uh so they go and she there's letters waiting for her there for yeah. a miss e sharp and she's like i don't one of them's from milan two of them are from her solicitor the, the lawyer yeah and one is from milan and she's like i don't know anyone in milan and the guy is just sort of like well apparently you do yeah and they get snowed they got they like there's a there's a storm and they're like the people who are working at the depot are like just spend the night and she's like yeah spend the night
0: yeah let's do it I don't want any more ghosts
1: and I'm not gonna lie they fuck yeah and I
0: you don't need to they do
1: I (laughs) no the the thing that I I I wanted
0: movie sex scenes are funny
1: because I'm just sort of. I, I ran out and I was just sort of like, close our censorship that are preventing me from seeing more of Toddle, Thomas, Toddle, Thomas Hiddleston. <laughs> you
0: just see his ass.
1: Yeah. Hanging out. Straight up. Um, I think it's funny that
0: Guillermo del Toro made that, t- made that call. I was like, we need to see your butt.
1: <laughs> just his butt. <laughs> I. I mean, I do kind of appreciate the fact that like we see his butt and we don't see, but also at the same time, yeah. She's, let's flip the script. She's like fully wearing a corset, and while corsets are not as uncomfortable as everybody likes to make them out, because they're just it's like a bra. Um, I don't know if I necessarily want to have sex in one.
0: I mean, if you're used to it, I guess you know. Let's roll with it. She hasn't had, had mm-hmm. sex with uh, Tommy at all, so she's just like, all right, just go, just go, go for go, it, go, go, go. yeah, because
1: she like gets on top. I don't know, there's just the, the amount of movement in the corset. I'm like, again, it's supposed to be comfortable. Yeah. It, it's it's just supportive, but also at the same time, like it's support. It, it would be like wearing girls It would be like wearing a back brace while having sex.
0: Yeah, not comfortable.
1: You know, um, I guess keep your good posture while it's happening, I suppose. But they have a lovely little. Lovely. Whoa! That scared me. That
0: scared me too. <laughs> <laughs> the So one of the sound panels just fell down and it scared the shit out of me. That spooked me. It's uh, it's, it's haunted. Keep going.
1: <laughs> My heart is magical. <laughs> you talk. Anyway, they get back home and the, Lucille is like.
0: <laughs> you talk. I'll talk.
1: Oh am god! I'm sorry. It's okay.
0: Oh. Jesus. Alright, alright. So we get back finally. They spent the night at the depot after doing the deed. And uh, who's. Deedpo. The deed po? Deed. The deed po. <laughs> Getting deep at the deed po. Um, so we. Uh, Lucille's there making breakfast she's all <laughs> flustered she's, like, as fuck. she's all pissy yeah she's very angsty and she like screams and yells like I was worried about you to, well at you
1: first know. she's like the two of you alone, alone together and she's like well he's my husband like she catches that and she's yeah, like yeah. he is my husband yeah 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 and then she's like but I was, I was worried, so worried. She's like, I was so worried about you
0: you know uh, yeah. we know what's happening
1: Um, Mm -hmm. And then, like,
0: pretty much, Edith is just deteriorating in health further. She's still having the tea. Things are going good, not going well. She's able to find more times alone, it seems, though, strangely enough. Because, like, you know, Tom is working on the machine outside. She takes the wax cylinders and starts going through them.
1: Well, because one of the things that prompts her to look at the wax cylinders... Number one. The thing that prompts her to look at the wax cylinders is... Oh, actually, no. While, while after their little blow up in the kitchen, she takes that Enola key. Yeah, because she one. finds
0: it on the ring. Like, number
1: two, yeah. she opens up that letter from Milan.
0: Yeah, it's all in Italian.
1: It's in Italian, but it's for Enola Sharp. Yes, it just happens that they both are E sharp.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so she, she didn't
1: think of anything like, at first,
0: but she sees the key that's a. It says Enola on right? it.
1: It so matches. Like, yes. Oh, okay. It matches, matches the, the lock.
0: She's able to open up the case and finds a gr- three envelopes groups. that I think are the details of, like...
1: Which, why would you keep that?
0: Why would you keep that? Yeah, just why keep the evidence? Throw that shit Throw away. Throw the
1: evidence away. But it's,
0: ba- it's like, pictures of past marriages mm-hmm. that have occurred both in uh, London, Edinburgh, and, and- Milan. Milan. So... So we have a Pamela, something, someone else, and then Enola. Yeah, there's... Pictures that we find.
1: Pamela, so there's um, Anola, Anola Scotty, Margaret McDermott, and Pamela Upton are the three wives. Yep.
0: And there's pictures and evidence of like, oh, Tom has been with these women in the past. She then listens to these uh, wax cylinders that basically lay everything out.
1: Yeah. And I believe this was like a thing that Pamela had. And she was very interested in these wax recordings. And she recorded. And oh, my God. It's really creepy when she's sitting there listening to the wax cylinders. And like Pamela is like, come, Thomas, dear, please, like, say something. And he's like, what do you want me to say? She's like, well, say that you love me
0: sigh <laughs> yeah scary shit and
1: then he you know he says a little rhyme and then she gets to another wax cylinder which has
0: it's Enola right
1: n- no that one's also Pamela oh,
0: okay it's all Pam
1: yeah that's Pam okay she's looking through so the dog belonged to
0: dog belonged to Enola Enola yeah
1: and there's also a Baby involved.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a baby uh, picture.
1: There's a baby involved. She is just like holy shit. So she runs downstairs and she's like, "I need to leave." There's a snowstorm outside.
0: Oh, also in the recordings, um, Pamela just straight up says, "Don't drink the tea. They poison." Don't it. drink
1: the tea. They poison it. Yeah. Uh, she runs downstairs and she passes out because, Mucho yeah, because yeah, she, you know, she's it's
0: coughing blood. She's coughing blood,
1: and wakes
0: up in bed <sighs> with Lucille.
1: Lucille and Thomas are still trying to play the game.
0: Yeah, or Lucille's trying to. Lucille is there. trying
1: to play like. Everything's fine. Yeah. I'm like, they must have found the wax cylinders. Well, they know she knows.
0: Well, well, no, she knows also because at a certain point, um, Lucille notices that the key to is gone. chest is missing. And she does this smart thing where she tries to give tea to Edith at one point and then just leaves the keys down. She notices the keys are missing. She leaves the keys in front of her, comes back and sees the key has been put back as Edith puts mm-hmm. it back. To try to like not raise any suspicion. At that point, Lucille knows that Edith knows, knows everything.
1: Yeah. yeah. And she tries to give her, you know, she wakes up, she's like, well, you know, we found you at the bottom of the stairs you must have been sleepwalking again Yeah, and she tries to give her the tea and she outright is like, no, like nope, no. no so she gives her some porridge Yeah, and she says like I used to take care of mother like this so the thing about their mother is like father apparently the father was apparently very abusive Yeah, and the mother he like broke her leg and yeah. so she nursed her mother back to health she's like I fed her in this bed just like this and uh tom comes in and is like
0: get away from her
1: get away from her and he like actually take like because she had tried to f- dr- give her tea again and he's like after lucia leaves he's like do not drink that tea not ever yeah and yeah. i'm like a little late for that bucko yes
0: yeah, but
1: <laughs> you can tell like it's it's very interesting tom is an interesting character because he is yeah i don't know like when they first came here how on board he was with killing her Mm -hmm. or if she has been different this whole time it's interesting to just try and try to pinpoint like where the change is he has
0: been like falling in love with her throughout the whole movie is what i'm guessing yes because he's been pretty nice to her has been like more cordial with her than it sounds like he was with it yes um And, like, he's more open. But, I mean, he's still going along with whatever Lucille's
1: saying. Yeah. it's Because I know that we had this conversation, like, it does seem like Lucille is in control of a lot of different aspects of their relationship. Yeah. But also, at the same time, I do think that me, and probably part of the fandom, is like, can we just, like, totally absolve Tom of everything? (laughs) You can't. No. I want to but I can't if
0: Emily also feels that way and I was like no he has to die I think that like before before anything I, happens I'm, I'm like, he totally has to die. I'm
1: fine with that yeah, I'm fine like, with he's made his bed um
0: and he's gonna lie in it he's
1: with gonna, gonna
0: watch- lie. <laughs> uh, so anyway Edith is having a defining moment she's raging against Tom raging against Lucille uh, Lucille they have a confrontation on the stairs, and someone's rap-tap-tapping on the front door.
1: Which, quick flash to to America. This, this happened somewhere in there. Um, he, Alan meets with the PI. Yeah. And, and finds he finds and out that he is still... What he finds out is he's still married, married to Anola. So he hops on a boat, I presume. Goes off to on England. And he runs into that same depot, and they are like, there's a storm. And he's like, I'ma fucking walk. So he walks four hours in the storm to fucking save her. And so yeah, there's a knock, knock, knock. Or, yeah, there's a knock, tap, there's tapping. tap, tapping. And um, she...
0: They're in the middle of a confrontation. Lucille's about to chuck Edith onto...
1: And you said that they, she found them like, having... oh wait you're right okay
0: okay (laughs) sorry sorry no you're good i just
1: wanted i thought that i might have blacked
0: out no (laughs) no we've just been at this for a while i'm trying to move us along um and so anyway uh so edith finds the ghost of enola holding the baby ghost in the in the lobby and she points in a direction enola points in a direction she follows it along into this weird back alcove area and here's lucille singing singing walks into this room and Tom and Lucille be fucking.
1: They're She's got her hands down his pants.
0: Yeah, there's a little like under the pants stuff, stuff happening. happening. There, you know?
1: And so she, they're both kind of like, oops. Oops. <laughs> they do have a confrontation. She tries to leave. There's a nap, nap, tap, 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 tapping. And she's like, you're not his sister. She's like, oh, I am his sister. And I'm like, uh, oh, you sound proud of that. <laughs>
0: yeah, Gross. And so, then, uh, And then, like, Lucille's about to chuck, but the rap-tap-tap is happening. And and Tom's like, Don't don't do it! There's someone at the front door! And uh, Lucille yeets.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Lucille yeets her off the balcony, little thingy-bop. Luckily, she hits another one. Yeah. And then poofs into the snow that has been falling from the giant hole in the ceiling.
0: Prevailing the entire film. Um, Edith wakes up to see Alan uh mending edith's leg and you know casting it she broke her leg and uh it's like oh it's lucky that you were here you know she she had a bad fall uh they're trying to play it off you know um alan's like taking care of everything looking over her and then uh, lucille and tom kind of like scuttle off uh off, off in the moment and then alan says
1: I'm here to get you out. And she's like, fantastic. Yeah, please. So they start you. trying to scoot out, and then Edith and Tom, Lucille, sorry, You're good. Lucille and Tom catch them trying to leave, and yep. he's like, he's like, no, we are going to. Here's the thing. I'm like, did you not? Because. I think we do get Lucille is pretty much like, I'm gonna kill them both right here, right now.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And Tom's
1: so. like, eh, don't do that. Please don't do that.
0: And then Lucille's like, you fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm get, you. Do you it. get
1: your hands dirty. You get for, your hands dirty. You get dirty. your hands
0: dirty. Yeah. So, confrontation occurs. Lucille stabs Alan in like he, an he, artery, it yeah, seems. Yeah, he
1: very much is like, we're just gonna walk out of here. And I'm like, cuz he does he does also mention that he did some more research and like she so their their father was murdered and then their mother was murdered supposedly their mother was she murdered their mother when she found out about they be fucking yeah yeah so that also makes me think that like they were intimate
0: They'd be fucking for a while.
1: When they were very young. Yeah, for sure. Like, very inappropriate in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, um, which, again, flowers in the fucking attic. V.C. Andrews started it all. And so he's like... She he was sent off to boarding school. She went into an institution. Yeah, yeah. So here's my thing: you were provoking her with this information, and you thought she was just gonna let you walk out of there. She probably up, yeah, was yeah. like, "I'm blackmailing you," but I'm like, "You can't blackmail someone if you're dead, Alan."
0: Yeah, seriously, <laughs> bad, bad thought. So uh, she does
1: stab him. Stabs
0: him real good, and then he's kind of like stumbling against the door. He, uh, she hands the knife to uh, Thomas and's like, "Do it." And then Thomas approaches Alan in the doorway and says, you're a doctor. Tell me where to stab. And he kind of slightly moves the knife to an area that would be safe to stab, I guess. Tom stabs. Yeah,
1: it's probably, like, the one thing that I think is stupid. Yep. Yeah. Alan's a doctor, right? Right. When you Yeah, have, he pulls the knife out. Yeah. <laughs> when you have been, just so everyone knows, if you've been stabbed, don't remove the object.
0: You got to leave it in. You
1: have to leave it in until you can get medical attention. Yep. As best you can. Or if you have, like, a tourniquet or something like that, I'm not an expert. I just did a Red Cross training for a morning.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Moral of the story. It's like, if it's deep in there, don't pull it out.
1: But he does. But, yeah, so hypothetically, it should be fine. So he is, like, you know, he's on the ground. Edith is distraught. Thomas brings him down to the clay pits and he's like he sort of sets Alan down and he's like, I will get you and Edith out of here. We're going to go up through the, the mine shaft pretty much. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll be good. Lucille brings Edith upstairs so she can sign the transfer deed for the rest of the money that her father left to her and we get a couple a little bit more backstory if here ish
0: yeah and just about like their relationship and kind of like how that formed mm -hmm. you know and
1: that nobody like he's the only one that's has ever loved her and will ever love her, and she's like she's all he's all I need, like that sort of thing. That's why
0: we do this. This is
1: why we do this. And again, this is where my fanfic brain comes in. It's like show Lucille that you can love her too. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> <laughs> totally different. Uh, a totally
1: different scene is happening here,
0: yeah. and we're
1: gonna make Alan watch. <laughs> oh
0: no. Alan's having a hard time. <laughs> oh, she Alan signs. Alan out to the basement. Also, at this I sp- point, I and... already said that. Oh, fuck, <laughs> <Come
1: on. laughs> oh, yeah. She confesses. She does also confess that she's the one that murdered Edith's father. Yep. She dressed up as Tom. Yep. And murdered him. Murked him. Murked him and their whole thing is he marries women who don't have families, who don't have a lot left to live for. No one will look for them, which is why I thought it was weird. They were going after the McMichael daughter. Yeah. Because they had
0: like sisters. That, like, yeah. Alan. Siblings, and so yeah, like, it was
1: weird. Yeah. So unless they were like, we'll bring you to, yeah, I don't know. It was We're going to
0: kill you all. <laughs> I
1: Maybe. Mean, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. So that didn't quite totally make sense. Uh, because she does seem like a you know the father's gone once he's gone there we go yeah yeah so we know that there for the death toll for lucille there is father mother three wives and dad so this one she has killed and a dog and a dog oh the dog gets
0: yeah the dog gets murdered in.
1: yeah that was very upsetting She has that fancy pen, remember? So she's signing her name with the fancy pen her dad got her. Yep. She stabs Lucille yep. <laughs> in the titty.
0: Yep, right in the tit. <laughs> right
1: in the tit, and she
0: stumbles back.
1: She stumbles back. Edith kind of tries to make her escape. Yeah, yeah. And she runs into Tom. Yeah. And she's like flipping out, and he's like, "No, no, no, he's alive! Like, you Where'd wait, you go? we're gonna go, but I need you to wait here. I don't know if he was gonna like." He he was trying to do my fan fiction route. Yeah, he
0: was trying to do the fan fiction. He was trying route. to
1: do the fan fiction route where he goes to Lucille and he's like, "Let's just run away." Because she had, he he said this before, but she's like, "No, if we just try and play normal, someone's gonna find out what we did." I'm. You're gonna get hanged, and I'm gonna be shipped off. Yeah, yeah. And he's just sort of like, we'll just like disappear, all of us. And she's like, all yeah. of us. Yeah. He really wants the fan fiction route. He, really he does. wants his cake and he wants to eat it too. Yeah. I don't blame him. <laughs> I, I do. I, I, do I do. I do. I do. Wait. <laughs> I could have
0: two cakes. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Lucille freaks out.
1: She stabs him in the face in the face actually it's because i mentioned it's where in pan's labyrinth the opposite side but like right underneath the orbital bone yeah he gets stabbed in the face he like
0: pulls it out he pulls it out and he, dies. he
1: dies and i was like oh because edith is just sort of like Tom
0: waiting yeah thomas and, and then Luc- instead
1: it's, it's lucille, lucille screaming and, with knife and lucille is like i'm like you you better run because lucille is now going to blame you yep yep so they have they make their way down to the clay chase. pits yeah. where alan is waiting and yeah. she's like we got to get out of here but like <laughs> that's a problem yeah. and she's
0: and hiding there she uh edith Takes a big ass cleaver that she hid under the tiles in the clay clay pit. She says, "A little memento from mother." Uh, Edith escapes through the back, and now they're outside hiding from Lucille.
1: And they have this like not a confrontation, but they they yeah they have a confrontation out in the snow. Yeah, so there's like like,
0: the red. Edith has a knife. She
1: jumps on her broken foot, and I was like,
0: oh. Bitch, <laughs> um, it was really funny. I thought the scene was funny because, like, like Edith tries to sneak up on Lucille and Lucille like disappears randomly, and you see Lucille kind of like run really fast in the background. I guess when you go crazy, you get super speed. <laughs> that was my thought.
1: This is also her home turf.
0: Yeah, this is her home turf. She knows, she knows how to run around. She knows how to run around.
1: Yeah, and it, it's so the scene is so cool, but they. Lucille tells her, either I'm going to kill you or you are going to kill me. That's, That's how happens. this ends. Yeah. And as they are having this confrontation, they they are like head to head. And Edith is like kind of, she's like.
0: Looking behind She's
1: her. like, help me. Yeah. And she's like, Lucille's like, what are you talking about? She's like turn uh, around bright eyes Tom his ghost is there yeah looking very forlorn he does I think the other thing that's really interesting to me is like he's as he he is impassive in death as he is in life
0: yeah right
1: (laughs) or not impassive but as passive in death as he is in life
0: 100%
1: and I'm thinking of Latin there's impassive (laughs) tense Um, (laughs) Oh. Need to go to bed, and Lucille gets distracted by the ghost, and Edith fucking slams a shovel into Lucille's head.
0: Yeah, she did. She did. And then uh Alan and Edith limp off. Yeah, she.
1: Well, she gives Thomas a farewell.
0: Yeah, gives a farewell goodbye to Thomas.
1: Edith and Alan escape, and they are rescued and. We get a little thing saying that you know again, sort of similar. He he does like bookending. He's yeah. like, I know one thing is for certain: ghosts are real, and we see that Edith has is also at least Tom seems to his ghost seems to escape Crimson Peak.
0: Yeah, but Edith, Lucille stays. Or
1: not Edith, Lucille. Lucille yeah. will stay there.
0: Oh wait, no, Lucille is also a black ghost, so I guess the disease thing doesn't hold up.
1: Yeah. Oh well, but uh, she um. Yep, she uh, is going to play the piano in Crimson Peak for eternity. She's going to be jamming on
0: those keys. Yeah, we all... I, those I, ivories forever.
1: Yeah, we do... I, it is, it is interesting. Again, Tom is interesting because he also does tell Lucille. He's like, I didn't mean to fall in love with her, but I did. Yeah. And seeing that through his character is so interesting, but he is such a passive person lucille is definitely like the one that's sort of driving him but he still definitely played a part in everything
0: absolutely
1: but it was a fantastic these both great movies. movies were
0: great beautifully shot amazing colors warm tones and filters
1: You ready for some budget in box office? Oh,
0: yeah. We started with Pan. Yep. All right.
1: released May 27, 2006 at the Cannes Film Festival. What do you think the budget for Pan's Labyrinth is?
0: Uh, I'd imagine it was pretty high. Like, this isn't uh, Guillermo's first film. He's pretty proven at this point, I think, to be, like, unique. I'd imagine they kind of gave him a blank check on this one. Um I'm gonna say he got fifty million for budget. Nineteen. Nineteen! Wow, amazing.
1: What do you think the box office is?
0: I think I think it probably did okay. Uh fifty million.
1: Eighty-three
0: point nine. Nice. They
1: made their money. They really did. Back.
0: They really and
1: did. And it. I mean, this. It, it was, was very
0: popular. It, it, it had some good traction back in the day.
1: It was so. At the Academy Awards, Mm -hmm. it was nominated for Best Original Screenplay, Best Foreign Language Film, and Best Original Score, won Best Art Direction, and Best Cinematography, and Best Makeup.
0: Man, it was taking it all. It
1: it also... uh, Actors and Actresses Union Awards... British Academy Film Awards, Golden Globes, 21st Goya Awards, the Ariel Awards, um, Spacey Awards, Belgian Film Critics Association, the Hugo, won a Hugo Award for Best Dramatic Presentation, Long Form, oh, BBC yeah. Four World Cinema Awards, Saturn Awards, like it.
0: it it won clean house it
1: was at almost all all the award shows and it won at least one thing in all the categories it was nominated like you know it won in at least one of the categories it was nominated for nice amazing it is on so many top ten lists it's 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 a great film and now it has it's it's like a cultural touchstone in a lot of ways it still holds up
0: and I mean it looks great still
1: Yeah, and just for shits and giggles, I also like to see what, like, the the different scores are on things. So it has what?
0: what's the score
1: imdb can suck an egg oh Wait, no 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 nope, really? no nope, nope, okay. sorry i didn't type in films labyrinth i just put pan got you it's 8.2 on imdb
0: that's yep all right
1: 95 percent on rotten tomatoes
0: excellent that's pretty much perfect
1: i think so yeah, yeah. crimson peak released september 25th 2015 at fantastic fest <laughs> what do you think the budget for this movie is
0: uh, we got some big names in here, um, but it is a slightly smaller, well, not an entirely small cast. 40 million.
1: 55. Okay. That's, that's closer for you. Yep. Yeah. Box office. Um, This was pretty
0: popular, I remember. 80 million.
1: 74.7. Okay.
0: Close. Million. Yeah.
1: It, I don't think this one was. Nearly as well received. If I like it's you know, I it, think
0: that, um, I think people have a hard time with old-timey settings,
1: yeah, because and old-timey settings that aren't your typical period piece, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. not, it's not like your no, I um, mean, because like Pride and Prejudice, it's not like the, it's, not pride, it's not Pride and, and Prejudice, it's not Emma, it's not
0: right, little
1: women, you know what like I these mean. These
0: settings are popular, but as far as like. I don't know. It's a gothic why. horror. It is a gothic horror, and like a wider usual audience. I don't know how popular this would be among folks.
1: This one, so. But it, I think
0: like this, this, I mean, it's Guillermo del Tormo, and that puts butts in the seats, you know?
1: Yes, it does. So people
0: are like aware that this, okay, there's going to be some interesting horror element here.
1: It was nominated at the Empire Awards. It won one award at the Fangoria Chainsaw Award for Best Supporting Actress for Jessica Chastain. Cool. Golden Trailer Awards was nominated. Didn't win. Um, and then at the Saturn Awards, it did not win. It won Best Horror Film, Best Supporting Actress, and Best Production Design. But it was also nominated for Best Director, Best Writing, Best Actress, Best Music, Best Costume Design, and Best Makeup. So... It, it didn't sweep the same way. But that... it did really well. <laughs> no, still, did well. I
0: mean, it got the nomina- I mean, you know, if you get the nomination, I think that's good enough. right? You know? I agree. Because it's like all these fucking awards are just bullshit anyway. It's just. Poop- it it's totally harder, does, and that's know. that's
1: what it is. Like, the, the I know because I I actually you know I some of, some of my professors at school they actually have been in movies yeah and one of my professors made out with share in mermaids um <laughs> i love that scene very much they're making it on the back of a car and he pretty much dispelled any sort of um fantasies that we had about award shows at it's, that point he hooey. was like you know and it it's would, like
0: it's all about this who can schmooze harder and is your movie about Hollywood?
1: Would, yeah, typically.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> IMDb gives this a 6.5 out of 10 and a 73% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's, it's, a, I it's don't, not bad. I think it, does
0: are, it means a higher rating on IMDb. TV. I think 6.5 is a little harsh.
1: I agree. Like for me, this is, I like it a lot. Yeah, it, it's a good one. It's really good. I am happy that I picked these movies for my birthday.
0: I'm glad you did as well. You know, they're great. Again, excellent films. Guillermo del Toro knocks it out of the park once more.
1: Always. Uh,
0: Well, not always. (laughs) Hellboy, Hellboy 2. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Okay, but look. I feel like a lot of people like Hellboy, though.
0: I think a lot of people do like Hellboy. I don't think Hellboy 2 was awful. It wasn't very good, but it was okay. Um, I have some problems with Hellboy. I think they need another crack at it.
1: Maybe. I will say that. Well.
0: I don't know. I don't, I, I think Ron Perlman was all right. You know? Yeah.
1: He always seems to be all right. I mean, know? he's great. I love he's him. I, he's, he's such yeah, an iconic he's voice. good at what he does.
0: I think still my favorite role he's done is in um, uh, Afro Samurai, where he's like the mm-hmm. main antagonist. I think he sounds fucking. And also, oh, man, come on, Adventure Time as Lynch, <laughs> Yeah. You know? <laughs> So basically the same character. Yes. <laughs> but blaze. thank you
1: so much for coming along on this birthday bonus episode. It, it's a little chunky. We deeply appreciate you coming and listening. If you want to, you know, let us know your thoughts on these movies. Do you love Guillermo del Toro as do much you, as you, I do? Do
0: you <laughs> wish there was uh, a sandwich spinning on Crimson Peak?
1: Would you be willing to be my beta readers for my fan fiction? Uh, you can reach out to us at Homegrown Horror Pod at Gmail.com or reach us to us on Instagram at homegrownhorrorpod. And don't
0: forget to pick up your copy of The Pickup Artist by B. Uh,
1: working title
0: uh, How to Bag an Heiress. How to Bag uh, an Heiress, yeah. working
1: title. <laughs> Bye. Bye.